So, hello and welcome to episode 27 of PlayStation Derailed. I'm Don Oliveira, and with me as always, I have Mike Heritance. Alright guys, how's it going? You know, usually I say, uh, say hello Mike, but and that's my cue to like, you say hello and then I scream. Uh, and then I probably annoy listeners, but I usually pop my mic when I go like, hello Mike. But yeah. um, I, I think I topped myself uh, on episode 25. Last episode I, I yelled really loud, but episode 25 was just ridiculous. I... I just went overboard with it, and <laughs> I think I'm yeah. gonna save it for maybe, uh, maybe episode 50. I don't know. It'll come back. It'll come back randomly, just not every every time. Um, fun <laughs> fact: right before we started this episode, Alfonso pointed out something quite interesting to us, Mike, in an email. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to pull it up really quickly. So can you fill time by telling us how large your biceps have gotten since last episode? Oh, you know, just about a couple of inches in about a week or so. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty, um, things are gearing up for the, um, Tokyo Game Show and everything. We had Gamescom, obviously, last month, and there was kind of, like, little, a little low in the news, but now things seem to be picking up again and everything, so I think it should be quite a good month, actually. I mean, we've got the four months between, you know, now and Christmas, it's just going to be mental, so I'm fully prepared for that. Alright, so Alfonso sends us an email saying, first off, I want to say congrats to PSU.com. Yesterday, and he's referring to August 22nd, uh, made it a year, one year, that the podcast was first released. And it would be nice to hear an anniversary podcast episode having a reunion. Um, yeah, he mentioned that before about I'm um, getting Matt back in a few hours. Shit. Yeah, you know, it's not even a bad idea. No, that, I like the idea. It's just getting everyone together. That's the problem, the logistics and everything. But yeah. I'd be totally for that. Me too. Uh, but you know what? We'll look into it. Thanks for bringing that to our attention. And I guess, uh, cheers, Mike. It's been a year. Hasn't time flown like oh don't get me started i just cannot i just can't comprehend it seriously it's crazy it's just absolutely mental i mean it doesn't i mean it's the thing that this time last year it was nearly the episode i was doing my albert wesker impressions about the (laughs) resident evil 4 hd thing i just can't believe that was a year ago a year man jeez yeah all right well let's get started uh we're gonna we're gonna have multiple parts on this episode. Mike, unfortunately, will only be on the first part since he's a busy, 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 busy man. Yeah, I've been going out on Fridays lately, so unfortunately, I, my podcast time is limited at the moment. That's fine. I'm very understandable, but at least we can have you for a bit. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, so, Mike, we're gonna start with what came out this week, and off the top of your head, of course, I'm not prepared, but uh, off the top, <laughs> Neither am I? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Jeez, what came out this week? Uh, Dark Siders Two was last week. This week was it? No, not. I know we got um, uh, The Walking Dead Episode 3 finally arrived on the European PlayStation Store today, actually, I think. Okay. Which is something, and I know that we've obviously reviewed that game, so if you guys haven't checked out Don's review, then do that now. It's on the Flash console. All right, yeah, yeah, sure. It's still, it's still, the Walking Dead review uh, is still up, and uh, it was great. We yeah. can talk about that later. But I actually have the list up. So on PlayStation Network in North America, we've got uh, Bioshock 1. Oh, sweet. That's a video game. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Sweet, uh, sweet. House of the Dead Overkill Extended Cut. I actually think that's pretty cool. Oh, I haven't played that one. Me but, neither. Um, it, it does look pretty good. Yeah, mental. And a PS, uh, PS2 Classic uh, Suzuki T- Double T Superbikes Real Road Racing Championship. Well, that was a mouthful. 
<laughs> there was one that I kept uh, off that uh, PlayStation Network list just because it's kind of special. Uh, Zen Pinball 2 came out, and it's uh, also on PlayStation Vita. It's on PS3 and PS Vita completely free. That's kind of interesting. Sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a pinball game, but it's not a shitty pinball game. It's actually one of the better pinball games. So if you're into it, check it out. It's for free. Quality. Quality. Yeah. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we should get into some news, Mike. There's... Obviously, yeah. a, just a heap load of news. Yeah, we try not to um, get bogged down with too many stories. We like give you guys sort of a quick recap or something. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ratchet. Let's start off. Ratchet Gladiator okay. HD has been announced, and Gladiator uh, is not. It's not called Gladiator North America. It's actually called Ratchet Deadlocked. Mm. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Deadlocked. Uh, that's going to be coming out on the PlayStation Network, I believe, in HD, right? Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been a release date for that yet, but it's the um, the other. Obviously, the other PlayStation 2 one, that wasn't on the um, trilogy, because that was just yeah. obviously 1, 2, and 3. I haven't played it, though, but um, I, I think it's more... Isn't it an action, more an action-oriented game? It really is. It's not like Ratchet yeah. at all. It has a lot to do with... It's like arena-style combat. Ah, um, oh, oh, it's It's different. It's, it wasn't totally bad. It definitely wasn't the best one, though, of the yeah. original trilogy. But, um, you know, it's cool that they that they haven't forgot about it. It wasn't that bad enough yeah. to completely shun out, so... And well, I hear that good, I hear that Ratchet HD collection is actually really good. Yeah, it is one of the better ones. Yeah, it's definitely. Good. This so is many interesting. Um, Mike, did you know that uh, Ico, Ico and Shadow, I, I actually I think it's just Ico. You can now play it with uh, remote play from your PlayStation Yes, PlayStation yes, you can thanks to that patch. Yeah, and I think I think um, I'm pretty sure that you can do. Um, I don't know if this was in Japan. I'm, pre- I'm sure I'm, I read in Japan it's um, uh, both of the games, okay, Shadow good. of Colossus and uh, Ico. Okay, good. Uh, so I'm guessing if you have the CD or even have it downloaded on PlayStation Network, if you have the disc in your PS3, you could just access your PS3 via remote play on your Vita. And then that way you could be either at school or at a coffee shop or at your girlfriend's house or at your friend's house or, I don't know, if in, in Fiji playing, <laughs> <laughs> playing Ico and Shadow of the Colossus from your PlayStation 3. So I think that's pretty cool. That is epic. It is epic. Now, I, I just wish that there was a separate trophy list on Vita, then we'd be talking. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. How did I guess you'd mention trophies? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, apparently, yes. apparently Dead Space 3 uh, will mm. potentially offer 100 hours of playtime. Yeah, I did that story. Um, did. That's very loosely, I think. It, it's not like you've got like a, an open world to play with with tons of side quests. It's more along the lines of... Um, the fact that you've got the uh, the whole weapons building system and gathering resources, if you like, mm-hmm. really put a lot of effort into that, you can, you know, obviously constructing all the different the, all the different types of weapons and add-ons and stuff. You can churn, you can get lots of hours from that. But it's not, yeah, it's not. Usually, when people see uh, when I saw the story, I thought, oh my god, what is this like an open world game or something with side quests? And it's just like, oh no, they just mean that. But I mean, that's good. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, that's cool. I mean, I I imagine it must be pretty cool constructing all these different weapons and finding out all their kinks and stuff and seeing what works against others. But I don't know, man. I'm not really, mm, you know, I do play around with these things, but it's not something that keeps me going and going, if you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. But on t- yeah. on the topic of uh, these customizable and buildable weapons, I actually had the opportunity to interview uh, John Kaloon, associate pro- uh, producer on Dead Space 3 yesterday, about oh, the nice. weapons, specifically about the weapons crafting system. Um, so it was kind of like a roundtable interview. Uh, it was him, a PR girl, uh, and then like a f- me and a few other a few other chaps from from a, a few other sites but uh yeah I, I had the opportunity to ask him a few interesting questions and uh learn a bit about the new weapon crafting system mike i know that me and you have been down on dead space 3 and that we think that you know mm. uh, co-op and 
it's not such a good action yeah. yeah action it's not such a good direction for the for the game but honestly uh hearing that the amount of passion that the associate producer had for the weapons crafting system and everything they're doing for it it legitimately sounds really cool and the fact that you said that there's about 100 hours of gameplay i think that's because um you're just going to be able to craft a crazy, just so many different combinations of weapons. And, uh, yeah. what, you know, I asked him, and I should probably write this up as a news story. I will. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I haven't gotten the time. But I asked him, one of my questions was, is there any um, is there any reward to crafting all the weapons in Dead Space 3? And he's like, oh. and he didn't want to, he didn't want to say much. He's just like, I can't really talk much about that. But in one word, yes, period. Uh, so you'll get something yeah there's gonna be a trophy there's probably gonna be an unlockable but uh so the way it works is that uh credits have been removed from the game that you know when you kill an enemy sometimes they used to drop money oh wow that's gone now is it yeah that's gone instead everything now drops even bosses and everything uh you can find them throughout the levels drops uh resources such as like a superconductor or scrap metal or stuff like that kind of very almost like fallout ish like you know there's just a bunch of scrap everywhere and isaac kind of gathers all that and brings it back to his workbench and then the weapon crafting system is actually like legit mike like you'd like it i'd love it like seriously dude uh i know we're not so down at dead space 3 but that it's one of the more cool aspects of the game that they've been working on so you completely you start they you don't find weapons anymore Isaac completely builds them from scratch, which is cool because that taps oh, into that's his. Good. Yeah, he taps into his engineer background, you know. Yeah, that and makes sense. It customizes the the your experience based on how you want to play the game. So, you you kind of have like so you have the grip of your gun, right? So that's called the engine, and that kind of determines you choose your engine and it determines what type of uh f- like fire or what type of element your gun will be or what type yeah. of how it will shoot, and then you have like the barrel, and that determines how the projectiles will actually leave the gun if it'll be like a straight laser if it'll be a like a buckshot type thing or a flamethrower and you can have another two attachments onto that that'll change like i don't know whether it'd be a scope or if you want it two-handed just an insane amount of customizations and i think it's really cool um to have that type of you know personalized gameplay in dead space yeah so say i wanted to um say i'm not much of a um a sniper guy i could have something that would play to my skills in terms of just like having a big that kind of weapon, all that kind of stuff, that would play to my style. Totally, you could have oh, like sweet. you could have like the Ripper and a flamethrower. Oh, <laughs> sweet! Like, or like a <laughs> force gun, a force gun, and and, a, and a, like a, the Ripper or something crazy, um, yeah. which is cool. I, and that's cool. And I, I kind yeah. of, I kind of, you know, brought up the the sphere that like you know, what if what if you just make the wind gun and like it's just overpowered? Aren't you scared that um, some of these things will be overpowered? And John said that like. The team is so on about making sure that because you know they've been receiving so much criticism online, uh, so much skepticism, and it's just it's that's hard for a team. You know, we we love those guys of Visceral, you and I, Mike, but we we yeah. have we have been giving them a hard time, especially on the podcast. But you know, only because we love the series, exactly, because just because we, love, we love them so yeah. much. It's a it's a love hate thing, and. You know, they, they were talking about that the most important thing is they don't want to screw up Dead Space. You know, they love Dead Space as just as much as anybody else does. So, you know, they put a lot of time and effort into making sure that you still aren't overpowered, that you're it's still you still feel like you're just overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. So he says there isn't one win gun, especially nothing you get towards the early game. He's like, if you do get more powerful uh, parts towards the end of the game. Yeah, as you'd expect. Yeah, and I think that's cool. You know, you, you, you want to be able to finish the game and have a, a kick-ass gun and then start in a new game plus, and if you're not doing a harder difficulty, just decimate everything. You know, that's the fun of those games. Just yeah. like 
those old school Resident Evils, you know, beating the game and getting an infinite rocket launcher and yeah, just all the Magnum. Like, take this nemesis, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> fuck um, you <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But um, another thing that's pretty cool is like for people that don't want to customize their own weapons, which I don't understand why, but I guess since they're trying to mainstream Dead Space a little bit more, I, I guess for like a more casual audience who doesn't want to actually tinker and, and think about how they're going to build their weapons, there there are preset weapons and they have like their names. So those are more or, lo- more or less like the Dead Space 3 like blueprints. Like, yeah, the, you know, the more not out of the box kind of weapons. So you're going to have your flamethrower, you're going to have your plasma cutter and stuff like that. But what's even cooler is let's say I'm playing with you, Mike, and I make uh, I make a schematic, I make a blueprint uh, of my weapon, and you're like, holy shit, Don, your weapon's awesome. I can actually trade you blueprints. So I can say, here, uh, here's how I built my weapon, and Isaac's going to hand over a blueprint, and you can give me one too. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, that's sweet. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So what else have we got, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just mentioned Dead Space, and there goes 20 minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sony has unveiled their Tokyo 2012 Tokyo Game Show lineup. Um... So they showed their PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita presence. Um, so let's get into it. Oh, by the way, uh, like you said, Mike, no Last Guardian and no Final Fantasy Versus 13. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to run down the list. How about I start with their... They, they have three zones. The Vita zone, the PS3 zone, and the PSP zone. The PSP zone, I'm just going to get rid of it. At Soul Trigger, Little Barrier... No, sorry, Little Battler Experience W, and actually this one's pretty awesome, Final Fantasy 3. That's the um, oh, that's nice. Nice. the 3D models one. The one they had on... Uh, DS? DS, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe they're bringing that to PSP, which is pretty cool. I'm just going to run down this list. Uh, let me know uh, if any catch your attention, Mike. Malicious Rebirth... Oh, this is the Vita zone, by the way. So for Vita games at TGS, Malicious Rebirth, Picoro Knight, Saku... Oh, God. Sakura so no Petna Kanjo! Fate, <laughs> Fate slash Stay Night... Uh, Legend of Heroes, Zor no Kiseki Evolution, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, Atelier Totori Plus, Nobunaga no Yobu with Power Up Kit, Silent Hill Book of Memories, finally, DJ Max, yeah. Technica Tune, Fantasy Star Online 2, Soul Sacrifice, Little Big Planet Sweet. Vita, uh, PS All Stars, Battle Royale Sound Shapes, Earth Defense Force 3, Portable, uh, Wise, Cell Seta, Sea of Trees, Assassin's Creed 3, Lady Liberty. By the way, that's a cooler name than. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. Liberation. Oh, right. I didn't realize it was called um, Lady of Liberty. Yeah, yeah it's called Lady, Lady Liberty there. I think that's pretty cool. Nice. Very cool. Little Battler Experience W and for PS3. Here we go. Um, FIFA 13, World Class Soccer, Resident Evil 6, Okami HD, uh, DMC Del May Cry, nice. Lost Planet 3, X Troopers, Fist of the North Star, Ken's Rage 2, Dynasty Warriors 7, Empires, uh, Dead or Alive 5, Metal Gear... Who I almost hit solid there. Metal Gear Rising <laughs> Revengeance, uh, Zone of Enders HD Edition, Cyan Hill Downpour, uh, Dust 514, Yakuza 5, Yakuza 1 and 2 HD, Hot Shots Golf 6, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, Ratchet & Clank, Gingas, and Q-Force. So that's the new one. Uh, <laughs> Sports Champions 2, Borderlands 2, Tales of Zillia 2, Naruto, Marutimits Storm 3, Assassin's Creed 3, <laughs> Rocksmith, Injustice, Injustice Gods Among Us. Uh, what do you think about that lineup? That is a bloody awesome lineup. That is. Oh, it's it's interesting actually. Sun Hill downpours on this. So does that mean it hasn't even come out in Japan yet? That's crazy. That is crazy. It's true because that yeah. was Western developed, right? Yeah. Well, I suppose I suppose if it was, then maybe that makes sense. But still, yeah, that came out in like March or April over here. Yeah, I still haven't played it. And All right, it's it's good. I liked it. It wasn't I sh- bad. I should. Uh, you know what? I still haven't played a game that I told you earlier in the year that was my most anticipated game, uh, yeah. Silent Hill HD Collection. 
Oh boy. Yeah, you I haven't still, got around to that I yet. Have, I haven't. And and they they patched it and apparently yeah. now it works well. So Oh, you have so got to get into that. Yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for a deal though. I'm waiting for like a price drop or something or oh, okay. An yeah, but that, that, that's an amazing um list that is they've got um, I'm glad to see that Vita's out in full force as well because they really need to push that. To be honest with you, I'm st- that's actually what I'd love to play. Like I'm still super excited to play that. I- I'm keeping it it's kind of like one of those games that I know that in any lull, if I'm if I if I go into a depression, I'm going down with Silent Hill. Um, Mike. Yeah. Oh hi. <laughs> you, got, you got pretty serious when I spoke about my depression that I was kidding about. Could Skies of Arcadia receive the HD treatment, Mike? Uh yeah. Apparently, according <laughs> to a, a trademark finding that's been updated, am I right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's um yeah. Skies of Arcadia. For those of you who don't know, it's um a Dreamcast and GameCube title originally on Dreamcast. Um. It's uh, it was considered one of the best um, RPGs on that console, and um, it's hopefully going to be getting the high definition treatment. Because Sega's obviously, if you've been keeping tabs on the news, Sega's actually um, uh, updating a lot of its titles at the moment. They're doing, you know, Knights from Saturn. They're doing Sonic Adventure Two, Jet Set Radio, or Jet Grind Radio, I think it's called in the US. Mm-hmm. So um, I've, this one has been rumored for some time. I think some uh, some PR guy from Sega mentioned it, and also Shenmue is another. Uh, hot topic in that regards, but there's been nothing on that yet. But I, I seriously think that I think we will see Skies of Arcadia definitely. It's one of those. If you go around forums online, just saying, look around and see what people want on on PSN from the Dreamcast catalog. They Skies of Arcadia is always going to be near the top of the list. This is and interesting. I, yeah. Sorry, go on. I, I was just going to say I actually have the game sitting upstairs, which hasn't even been played yet. I bought a load of Dreamcast games like last year, and I still haven't touched them. So I'm like, oh, backlog, man, backlog. <laughs> okay. Um... This is pretty interesting. Uh, GameStop, GameStop, which is also EB Games, uh, predicts that only one next-gen mach- machine will be available in 2013. Um, I haven't really read too much into that, but uh, I assume they, they, they're probably... They, they're not name-dropping, which... Uh, no, they're not. No, they just, they, they just say that... Um, they don't reckon that, obviously, both the uh, PS4 and 720 are going to be out. I mean, that's... I don't know. It's... It I mean, it's all speculation at this point. I don't think anyone can pin like, oh, you know, say for definite. But I reckon one is all, one is definite. But I mean, I think the um, the general consensus, as far as I can tell from doing news and just reading around, is that the, uh, Microsoft's new one will be out next year, and Sony's one will be out later in early 2014. But now they're come now they're saying that Michael um, Pactor said that the 720 could now be delayed hmm. until 2014. So who knows what the hell's going on, really? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like everyone comes up with a new um, quote every week. It's like, oh, yeah, we get this then, miss then. Who knows, man? Who knows at this point? Okay. Uh, yeah. Sony has detailed, this is actually another interesting one. Sony has detailed a PS1 retro sale on PlayStation Network. In celebration of the launch firmware 1.8 for PS Vita, Sony has decided to host a massive retro-flavored game sale of PS1 classics. Uh, and for those of you unaware, Firmware 1.8 introduced the ability to play PS1 games on uh, the Vita uh, with a huge range of titles. Well, depends where you're from, but um, yeah, <laughs> games like you know Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil 2. Actually, I think Metal Gear Solid. I don't think Metal Gear Solid and Resident Evil 2 are available in uh, North America yet. But I know the list for Europe and Japan was way, way, way longer. Yeah, it's de- they're definitely out in one of those, one of those places. I think. If not, then I apologize about that. That was my bad. <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, from from the looks of it, this this PS One sale might be uh, Europe only for now. It might come yeah, to yeah, this one's Europe. Yeah, it's not the games on there. They got I think they got Crash Bandicoot and a few others, but there wasn't really many. There's no res, there's like no Resident Evils and stuff like that on yeah. there, unfortunately, which is a bit of a shame. And there's a lot of Disney games. So there's Disney's yeah, action Disney, yeah. Disney's action game featuring Hercules, Disney's Atlantis, The Lost Empire, G Police. Uh, Jet Rider, Jet Rider 2, Cooler World, Kurashi Final, Lilo and Stitch, Trouble in Paradise, Mickey's Wild Adventure, Monsters Inc., Scare Island, Party Time with Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan, <laughs> Adventures in Neverland, Siphon Filter. How Siphon Filter sticks up so sticks out so much. Siphon Filter 3, The Little Mermaid 2. <laughs> I hope like so, I hope a mom just like buys her kid like the whole bundle and just all of them. And yeah, like, that's very much. Yeah, that is very much. That list is very much aimed at you know the kids. <laughs> the kids just nice, playing yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Like, oh mom, this game's awesome. I want to try the next one. Next fucking game, he's tasering someone into flames. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Jazz Trump's journey. Uh, Jazz colon Trump's journey has been announced for PS Vita, uh, according to the European PlayStation blog. Uh, a new downloadable, a new downloadable PlayStation Vita game co-produced with bulky, bulky picks, bulky picks. Yeah. Made by A Eggball Games, uh, the game plonks you uh, in the dreams of jazz musician Trump, where you'll witness various events throughout his life, uh, from forming a group, his crush on Lady Poppy. To his battle against injustice in the early 20th century New Orleans. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and it, I think it, um, I could be wrong on this, I think it parallels the real life story of Louis Armstrong or something like that. Is that right? Should be bad. Um, not sure. It should say on the story. <laughs> long, that story is long gone, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, next on the list Resident Evil 6 is getting a new demo this month uh, it's going to be released in North America on September 18th and presumably uh, in Europe in uh, on the following day yeah um, this one's hopefully going to I think they got a lot of criticism on the original one because it was quite glitchy and they've obviously fi- presumably they fixed those issues and uh, more importantly there's more um, you're going to be able to play more areas in this it's from each of the three campaigns so that's Chris, Jake and Leon Mike. and it's the areas i can ask yeah. you a question do you play yeah. a lot of demos oh i honestly couldn't tell you the last time i played a demo yeah me neither yeah i honestly couldn't i mean to be honest i just don't uh, it's, you I just know don't what you're gonna like. like yeah i exactly i know i've been playing games since i was bloody six seven years old i know the type of game i'm gonna like i just don't need to try them anymore ever i mean resident evil i mean yeah. no offense but I know exactly what Resident Evil 6 is going to be like. It's RE5 on steroids. <laughs> exactly. Watch any of the videos and it tells you that. Exactly. Um, with you zombies. Know, with zombies. <laughs> and I'm not, we're not trying to say that playing demos is bad or anything. If, if, oh, of course if, not. No. If you need to play a demo to get a, a taste of how a game's going to be, then, Jesus, go, go ahead. You know, Who are we to tell you not to? But you know, we're, I'm just like, I'm on the same boat as Mike. I, I, we've been playing games long enough that I know exactly, especially from, like, stu- from a studio. So if, for example... Uh, Rockstar announces a game. I'm already half excited. <laughs> I'm already like, <laughs> all right, you ha- half have my purchase. Obviously, I can't be like, I can't say that. You know, I have to be, um, you know, objective in these things. But, yeah. um, you know, I guess a, <laughs> a new demo for Resident Evil Six. This is probably isn't the one that was included in what was the game? Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. It's a different. It's a different yeah, demo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a different demo. Um. But yeah, I mean, if if you play if you play demos and you know if you have a good reason as to why you play demos, and send us email in, an email sorry at podcast at psu.com. I'm kind of uh, I had a coffee and uh, I I'm trying to speak too fast, 
<laughs> I, my, my mouth's moving faster than my brain can. I will tell actually, I will tell you one demo that I played the hell out of, and that was the Resident Evil Two demo with um, <laughs> Resident Evil Director's Cut in nineteen ninety seven, so fifteen years ago. <laughs> and the um, Silent, oh no, and another one, Silent, the Silent Hill demo with Metal Gear Solid, and the uh, playable demo of Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid Two from the official PlayStation magazine. I just played the hell out of those. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking like 12 years ago. <laughs> I played the shit out of, um, I played the shit out of the Metal Gear Solid demo, uh, the original one, you know, just running around, uh, I, you come out of the water, and it's the beginning of the game, you come out of the water, and, oh, and yeah, as yeah. soon as my footsteps were on the floor, and the guy was like, whose footsteps are these? And I was like, oh my god, that's because my feet were wet, and I almost had like a brain aneurysm, and it's just, I couldn't, <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even whose understand. Whose footsteps are these? <laughs> yeah, so that was, what, what that was, was awesome. Noise? I played uh, Omega Boost, a lot of that, which was um, like a mech game where you're flying in space. I played a lot of, um, I don't remember, I, when I was younger, I played a lot of those oh. jam pack, it came in the, like the PlayStation magazine and it was like the jam yeah. packs or whatever i don't know um so mike borderlands 2 dlc the mechromancer which is a new, another character class has received a new release date yeah it's um oh god so usually i'm good at these it's yeah. i know it's october october 16th or october 18th is it you're wrong it's october 16th oh okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> so well, you're right <laughs> yeah that's a tentative release date apparently it's not it's not um for certain but yeah that's the um I mean, I don't really know much about Borderlands 2, to be honest, just from what I cover with the um, the news and stuff. Is this like the first batch of DLC for it? Because I know they're good. I know what I know that they are going to do four um, expansions for the campaign. I think. Okay. I think, uh, between now and between when the game comes out, and I think it's June next year. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that, that's pretty much my extent of my knowledge on that. I'm afraid. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Well, yeah, it's another character class. It's going to cost nine ninety nine. On PlayStation Network in 800 Microsoft points, whatever the hell that means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be the first first DLC. It's going to be a brand new character, which I think is pretty cool. Um, she's kind of like a like a mechromancer. So you can only imagine, you know, she kind of creates uh, robots, kind of thing. So it's like a play on words and like instead of necromancer it's necromancer yeah. get it get it and yeah very nice she, put, <laughs> she just like put together old bits of robots and resurrect them or something like yeah that. yeah exactly <laughs> robot voodoo um yo yo mike th- this is a good one you you wrote a long story about this um oh long news post rather capcom aims oh yeah <laughs> capcom is aiming to churn out uh sequels more often you know just because just because they feel like they have, they, they, they've dropped the ball. You know, like, Capcom should be releasing more games. You know what, really? What was the last Capcom game? Come on, Mike. Was it Resident Evil 4? 5? Oh, I think it was before that. It might have been Beautiful Joe. Or... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Killer 7. <laughs> they want more, more sequels. Oh, God. That's just, uh, that's too much. So major titles um, that this new strategy includes uh, is Resident Evil, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter. So... Do we really need more Resident Evil Street Fighters and Monster Hunters? Because Jesus Christ, man, I feel like I feel like it's already too much. Like I feel like if they continue riding those into the ground, they just they'll just destroy their market for that. I don't know. Like oh no, I mean I can't. What is it? What is it's going to be? Um, bloody Resident Evil now annual, annually, like Call of Freaking Duty or something, right. or every other year or something. Oh, it's just going to be. We're going to have like Resident Evil one year, Street Fighter next, and oh god, mm. no, 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 no. I, I don't agree with that too. I mean, I'm sure with some. I don't know. I can't speak for Monster Hunter and a few others like Lost Planet, but Resident Evil really doesn't need that. Resident, Evil, in my opinion, Resident Evil. 
after Resident Evil 6, looking what that's like, I mean, I haven't played it, but it doesn't look like the overhaul it was meant to be. I really think they need to take that back to the drawing board and give it some proper, give it a proper overhaul. Seriously, that needs to break for a while, Resident Evil does, so in my opinion. So, Capcom's uh, president-in-chief operating officer, uh, Haru, Haruhiro Tsujimoto, uh, said, quote, We launch sales of popular series titles held by the company approximately every 2.5 years. This is because the development of a single major title usually requires three to four years. Um, he, he continued, In the event that there are a few hits, it will be difficult to create a series title every year, and earnings will be adversely impacted. For this reason, it is important either to maintain a large number of popular titles or shorten the sales cycle to ensure stable earnings. Among the multitude of major titles held by Capcom, such as Monster Hunter, Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, Lost Planet, Dead Rising, and many others, we will promote shortening of the sales cycle in pursuit of further earnings, stabilization, and growth. Um, so, further earnings? Yes, maybe. Growth? Hells no. I guarantee no. you, hells no. No growth comes from that. No. Um, you know, a Call of Duty, the exception to the rule, look at Guitar Hero. Look yeah, at look at that. Before. That was running to the ground, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and how Hero. fucking popular was Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero was huge. That was, yeah, that was massive. Every year they bring that out, didn't they? I and mean, it just died down. Just more than more than once a year, man. They had, like, Guitar oh. Hero Aerosmith, Guitar Hero... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Metallica, Metallica, Metallica no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they're just completely dead, and they destroyed the whole genre. Not even that franchise. They just destroyed the whole genre, so whatever. Um... Anyways, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, don't worry. Keep your head up, man. We've got some good news here. Little Big Planet Vita has gone gold. Hey. I'm actually pretty happy. Um, you yeah, know what? Man. I heard that this might be the best Little Big Planet yet. That I heard that too. That's yeah, kind of exciting. It is. I'm saying a lot as well. I mean, Little Big Planet two. You know, that was a that was awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So. God of War collection we forgot to mention before, by the way. Uh, God, the God of War collection is also playable via remote play on the Vita. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, which is also very cool. Um, both great games. Uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC is unlikely to get a sequel. Oh my God, my jaw just dropped. I'm, I'm in shock. How can this be? <laughs> no. Yada yada yada. Um, oh, this is also more good news. Earlier this week, I was on. Or on Wednesday? Yeah, on Wednesday, there was a report that the PlayStation Vita is finally on top in Japan. Mike, yes. you want to take hold of this one? Yeah, it's finally topped the um, hardware charge. I think, um, I'm not exaggerating, as far as I know, this is the... No, no, it's not the first time ever, what am I on about? Since launch, it's the first time it's topped it, right. I'm pretty sure. And it's, uh, I can't remember the name of the title for the laugh of life of me, okay, but it's, it's a Sega game, a rhythm game, yeah, I think. Yeah, Sega is, oh, it's a rhythm game? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 Hatsune Miku Project Diva F. There we go. Yeah, as it says. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think it's a rhythm game, and um, it, it's uh, it's sold about the PSV. I think it's sold just over um, fifty thousand units. Is that right? What's I'm the sorry. point? I'm sorry. It's killing me. It's like when they were naming the game, so they were like, "All right, we gotta make sure." We gotta make sure there are no other games with this name, Hatsune Miku Project Diva. So let's just make sure we add F. F to the, the end. <laughs> There's a lowercase F at the end of this game title, which kills me. What was there an A B C D E? I don't understand. <laughs> I really, I, what, what? Anyway, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, sold just north of uh, fifty thousand units. Yeah, so it beat out, finally beat out the 3DS. Watch yeah. many incarnations like the. Sorry, excuse me, the. Um, the um 
large version and the standard version and obviously PSP and PS3. So yeah, the yeah, the, Vita, the Vita itself sold uh, 50,000 units, well, 50,070, so just over 50,000. And the game, <laughs> Hatsune Miku Project Diva F, sold F. <laughs> uh, about 160,000 copies. So that's good. Well, you know, yeah. remember, for Japan, these numbers should be much smaller than when you hear the MPD numbers for... Uh, uh, the states or something like that, just because Japan's way smaller. But 160,000 yeah. is actually quite good. Yeah. Now, now the question is, though, you know, how uh, long can it keep up the momentum for? Mm. That's what you've got to think of. But there's a, there are a lot of good titles coming out, so let's just hope that um, it will continue to receive a sales boost. But you know, it deserves it, man. Yeah, man. Had a hard uh, time. Speaking of hard time, Patrick Siebold is apparently having one because he's left PlayStation. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, he's, Patrick, been for, he's been in for years, isn't he? 12 years. 12 years 12 of years, service. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Siebold, the senior director of multiple trades with Sony Computer Entertainment <laughs> uh, America, has announced mere hours ago, this was yesterday, that he has left PlayStation after 12 years of service. Seabold's uh, career will now take him to Tapjoy, an advertising vehicle and consulting firm for apps and games on iOS, Android, and other mobile devices. For now, Seabold's position at Tapjoy remains a mystery, but we here at PSU wish him well in his endeavors. Fair play, respect. Respect, <laughs> y'all. I've written, a, I've, I've written a lot of stories about um, with um, his quotes in it and stuff, so I'm very familiar with him. So yeah, yeah. good luck in whatever you do next. Mike, can you remind me? Uh, Soul Sacrifice is that? KG Inafune or the guy that made Silent Hill? Uh, KJ Inafune, the Mega Man guy. Okay, so the guy that made Mega Man yeah. is making Soul Sacrifice. Because it looks very Silent Hill-ish. It looks just kind of odd and morbid and grotesque a little bit. But anyway, uh, speaking of right. Soul Sacrifice, a demo is set to debut at TGS. That'll be good. Sweet, yeah. I hope this is one of the best, um, one of um, PS Vita's better looking games coming up, so it'd be good to see more of that. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, plus it's always good to see what um, KG Inafune is up to, because I mean, he, he left Capcom obviously a while back, and he's been pretty keeping a low profile since then, so it'd be good to see him back in the um, game again. Totally. I've got something for our Canadian listeners here. Uh, Canada is getting an all-new PS3 bundle. Exclusive to Canada, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, as revealed by the PlayStation blog... Canada is going to be receiving... Did I say Canada enough times? Yeah. Uh, Sony and EA have <laughs> partnered to offer an NHL 13 PlayStation 3 bundle in Canada. Canada, Canada, Canada. Uh, the bundle offer, offers a $60 savings and includes a 320-gigabyte PS3 and a copy of NHL 13 for $299. And you'll also get a free month of PlayStation Plus, which is kind of nice. Uh, NHL 13 looks to be really good. I played it at... Uh, E3, and there's a demo out on uh, PlayStation Network, so go check it out. If you're a fan of hockey or NHL games, I am. It's definitely my favorite sports game. Out of all games, I'd say NHL's first, then FIFA for me, and then, uh, I don't know, and then it's just kind of a free-for-all after that, but uh, NHL's my favorite sports game. Um, cool, that's man. coming bundled with PS3. I think that's pretty cool. You know what? You, you, I don't know how well Canada sells over there in Dragonland. How, how is, do you know many people with NHL games? I honestly don't know um, how well they do. Um, but I never really see them make much of an impact in the charts, if that yeah, helps. Totally. Well, FIFA <laughs> but, must be massive, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. FIFA tops it. Yeah, FIFA okay. stays in the charts for ages. I think FIFA 12 has only just gone out of the top 10. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, uh, NHL actually sells really well in Canada. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want to hear any uh, racial statement, racist statements. Racist, <laughs> racist. Insomnia Games releases a trailer for Fuse, formerly Overstrike. By the way, uh, the reason I mentioned that is because uh, Fuse is Overstrike is now Fuse. That that game, that four-player class-based game or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they've changed the name to Fuse. What do you think about that? Uh, 
not, not, not many thoughts on that. Okay, they changed the name. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. I kind of like the name Overstrike, but you know, whatever. As long as the game is good at the end of the day. Uh, games are good, and I like video games. I don't like canceled games like Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> Crash Team Racing 2010. Uh, screenshots of that surfaced on YouTube. Um, Crash Team Racing. This, this is why this is a PlayStation story, is because Crash Team Racing was a PS1 racing game similar to like you know it was basically uh, a mascot car- mascot kart racer like mario kart but it had the crash yeah. bandicoot characters and uh i thought that game was awesome we were talking about that last time kyle and i on the podcast yeah, that's classic and uh so apparently they were making uh the U- youtube user the crash project has posted a minute-long video of screenshots allegedly captured from the beta testing phase of crash team racing 2010 which was uh, supposedly in development by high impact games until activision shuttered the project for unknown reasons now um high impact games is best known for developing jack and daxter the lost frontier secret agent clank ratchet and clank size matters Uh, i actually see that being possible um it's it's too it's too real to be fake i think uh, it looks exactly yeah. like what this game would have looked like in its beta phase, what with new Crash type model. You know, he looks a bit more funky, a little bit more cartoony. Um, I'm kind of sad this never this never released, but uh, you know, uh, c'est la vie, c'est la vie. <laughs> you know, what, what can I say? It's not the only game to be, to have been canceled. Yeah. Uh, but in one game's death, Mike, another game rises from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, unfortunately we better make this the last post because I have to leave, unfortunately. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Okay, I'm just going to blast through. Call of Duty Gunslinger... Sorry, Call of Water is Gunslinger announced. Uh, Ed Boon says the next Mortal Kombat game needs to innovate. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how how much faster. There's been a release date for Pro Evolution Soccer 13. It's going to be coming out on... I think it's like the week before FIFA 12. September 21st. September 21. So it's a week before? Week before or week after, one or two. There we go. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Killzone Trilogy, Trilogy has been officially announced. Yeah, with uh, HD Killzone 1. That's pretty cool. October yeah. October 2012, so that's going to land soon. Yeah. Uh, Thunderwolves, a new game from Ubisoft, which from what I understand is about chopper fighting. Yeah, it's an air combat game. With chopper Two-player chopper. co-op, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, 30 different upgradable helicopters. Uh, yeah, I'm just blasting through these news stories. I might, I might revisit revisit some in the next part uh, if any of them are important. Uh, Sony unveils Wonderbook Book of Spells bundles. So Wonderbook's that game we saw for too long at E3. Uh, <laughs> that Harry Potter type JK Rowling book. Uh, they've unveiled the Wonderbook Book of Spells bundle that includes a copy of the game, the Wonderbook peripheral, the eye camera, and the move controller. Uh, and I don't know how much that'll retail for. They haven't announced the prices yet, I don't think. Okay, Uh, we didn't even talk about Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, but I don't even want to say that name without getting into it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I have to save that for another time, I think. Totally, totally. 2K Games has uh, smashed their pre-order records with Borderlands 2. Good on them. Yeah, awesome. Um, There's going to be an F1 2012 demo, uh, and that's about it. Well, Mike, thanks a lot for joining, buddy. Um, No problem. Pleasure as always. How'd you enjoy your stay? It was great, yeah. A shame that I have to go, but um, yeah, it, it was fun, man. Hopefully, um, in the next couple of podcasts, I'll be able to stay for the whole duration. All right, well, uh, stay tuned, listeners. We're going to have at least another part to the episode where I'm not going to tell you who's going to join, so you just have to wait after the break. So, Mike, thanks for joining, and I'll see you next time, bro. Yeah, take it easy, guys. See ya. Later. Snake got a lady's bathroom. I know that. Some barrel come in here. So you're waiting after her? Are you some kind of pervert? I won't let you save your mission now. Listen, Mei Ling, 
This is the only place on the base that I can talk to Meryl alone. Whatever, weirdo. Don't call me again. And welcome back. With you now, I have a new cast of characters. Uh, Tim, say hi. Hello. Tim Noons, everybody, coming back to the podcast finally. Also coming back to the podcast after a long time is Joseph Fate. Hola. Hola, hola. And uh, from last episode, Kyle Prawl. Hi, I'm in good company. So uh, just so that everybody knows different voices, obviously you probably know my voice from now, but uh, Joseph, uh, say, t- tell me how much you like uh, K- Kenny from South Park. Um, none. <laughs> none? All right. Uh, Timmy, uh, why don't you tell me how much you like Timmy from South Park? Well, in a word, I don't like him simply because my name is associated <laughs> with him. <laughs> Everywhere I go, it's all like, and I'm like, thanks. And uh, Kyle, why don't you tell me how much you like Kaido? He's fine. He's one of the more interesting characters of the boys, but not the best. I I go with Stan personally. Anyway, so that's their voices. Uh, they are they are dudes. And um, so let's just pick up uh, <laughs> Mike. All right, all right, all right, all right, Tim. I heard that. Let's just. Talk. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike had to pick up and leave. He he said he saw like a nuclear missile heading towards like Dragonland or whatever. So he jumped in the sky and just punched it. And like when he jumped in the sky, his headset fell off, so he had to leave the podcast. Um, but we're just gonna pick up. Uh, news. We didn't really talk too much about it, but Konami has asked the internet to remove the Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes trailer. Um, did you guys hear about this? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah didn't yeah. they have like a, a issue with licensing, licensing a song in it or something yeah, like that? Exactamundo. Uh, it's unclear whether the song is Here's to You by Ennio Morricone and Joan Baez or Ride of the Valkyries by Richard Wagner. Um, but anyway, it's one of one of the songs in the trailer. Uh, basically, they weren't allowed. They didn't have the rights to them or something or licensing. And why would you do that? Why would you release a trailer without like? Well, if you have license, it probably nothing was final. I don't know. It's probably all fucking legal stuff. But anyway, well, it, it's bullshit. Both those songs are really good in the trailer. So we we didn't even really talk about uh, Metal Gear Ground Zeroes yet on the podcast. Oh man, I yeah. was at that panel. <laughs> Were you really? Oh, that was yeah, sick. man. How much did it blow your mind? Uh, dude, the whole panel was really good. Like, uh, Kojima stepped out and like everyone like stood and gave him a standing ovation. It was really awesome. Oh um, man, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Keeley was there. He was the guy interviewing him pretty much. Um, dude, the, the trailer so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I think as soon as uh, Snake took his mask off, like there a huge like thunderous applause like uh, tore through the theater. So good. Um, and this was in the main theater too. So there was probably like fifteen hundred, two thousand people. Good. <sighs> Um, yeah, I think it looks really crazy, but I heard it was it, that build was running on PC, right? A, a computer? No. Uh, he said that yeah, yeah, that it was running on theater. Uh, what's going on here? My God. Okay. <laughs> he said that it was running on PC, but the the PC uh, hardware was specced closely to what this generation of consoles is. Um, okay. He said that it also wasn't running uh, real time; that it was a recording. So. Well, we could talk about Ground Zero soon. Uh, let's just uh, finish up with some news. Machinarium arrives in uh, Europe on the European PlayStation Store, and it's free for European PlayStation Plus members. Now, uh, Tim, can you maybe... No, this is article is written by Fraser Miller. Uh, Tim, can you explain me what exactly Machinarium is? Imaginarium? Machinarium, if any, oh. either of you know. <laughs> no? Okay, so Machinarium oh. is a game. It's a video game. <laughs> and okay. it's now out in, uh, in Europe. We should have asked uh, Dragonland. Yeah, that's true. We should have. Um, August NPD says that Darksiders 2 is on top at... Oh, it doesn't. I don't have specific numbers. 
But it says, in terms of hardware, Xbox 360 took the crown for best-selling home console for its 20th consecutive, 20th consecutive month, with 193,000 units sold. Uh, PS3 figures were not divulged, though it has been confirmed Sony's flagship flagship console moved more units in August than it did in, in previous months. Um, top 10 charts. So, number one, at the top, best-selling game of August, Darksiders. Number two, New Super Mario Brothers. Number three, Kingdom Hearts 3D. Uh, then NCAA Football, Lego Batman 2, Sleeping Dogs, Transformers, Batman Arkham City, Jesus Christ, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, and The Amazing Spider-Man. Joseph, you played The Amazing Spider-Man. What would you think? Uh, I mean, if, if you enjoy those Spider-Man games, you will enjoy this. Um, it it kind of feels just like a Batman ripoff in terms of the combat and the stealth crap. Um, the stealth isn't good at all. I don't even know why that was they put that in there or thought it was a good idea to. Uh, web swinging is actually super fun. Uh, they kind of give you, they take away all your control um, in terms of like when you can whip your web out, but yeah, it's for the best. It, it's so it's when a long run on sentence. Uh, when can Spider-Man whip his run, whip his web out? Uh, usually, if he's at a PAX party and there's an attractive woman in front of him. <laughs> um, so, but, anybody played Darksiders two yet? No, nope. I haven't. Okay, so I guess I'm the only one. Uh, Darksiders 2 is a good game. Yeah, it it's really needs to be at the top for THQ. I'm glad it is. Yeah, same. Uh, Lego Batman 2, Sleeping Dogs. Uh, oh, I saw Tim. You were playing Transformers Fall of Cybertron. I told you that game was awesome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird thing, because if, if you read my review, I kind of bashed what's-his-name a lot, Michael Bay. And I wish that I would have gotten to Transformers before I before he did. I like how I like how you bashed Michael Bay in your review of Transformers the video game. <laughs> yep. Um so just for our listeners right now, there's been a there's been a the Zone of Enders HD collection box art has been unveiled, so take a look. What? What do you guys think? Uh, all right, good. <laughs> you know, I, I never got to play these games and I kept jonesing for them hardcore and I never got to them and I never could find them because I live in Ponuk, Minnesota. But I'm going to buy the shit out of this thing. <laughs> How exactly do you buy the shit out of something, Tim? I will send a video. Okay. So Oddworld <laughs> creator is keen on hey, Tim, are you going to buy it on Vita or PS3? Yes. Okay, so the Oddworld <laughs> is keen on uh, Abe for PlayStation All-Stars. Uh, Oddworld's bug-eyed hero Abe would be uh, an ideal fit for Sony's upcoming PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, reckon series creator of Oddworld Inhabitants. Um, quote, I was over at Sony America and they were definitely up for it, but the developers haven't got back to us, said developer, development director Stuart Jilray uh, to CVG. Uh, we've been trying to get in touch with them since May and can't work out if they fix their character lineup for the release version or they're simply not interested. Okay, it sounds like they're not interested to me. Um, I don't know what Abe, what the fuck Abe would be doing in PlayStation All-Stars, uh, especially since um, Stranger's Wrath was exclusive to the Xbox One, right? It was like it was supposed to be uh, on PS2 and Xbox, but then Microsoft bought that out, and that was like the first... No, well, Am I wrong here? No, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, right. Just... It just strikes me as strange that Microsoft thought to buy Oddworld of all the franchises to make That's exclusive. odd. Like, well, it was... Yeah. Tim. Tim, leave. Was, Tim, get I out. Mean, it, was, <laughs> it was mostly to do with the fact that uh, it was Microsoft's first console and they needed uh, franchises to help boost sales. Um, I mean, they didn't buy the franchise out in whole. Uh, you can see that because the game that just came out on PS3, uh, I think they just bought that one. Yeah, and uh, honestly, uh, that was a good game back on Xbox. And still- yeah, and that, that was a highly coveted franchise as well. 
Mm-mm. But I uh, don't don't hold your breath to see Abe in PlayStation All Stars. You know, like I'm I'm pretty sure every video game, like everybody wants to see their their character uh, in uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale or Smash Bros. Um, oh, anyone else play the play that? Have you talked about have you talked about uh PlayStation Smash Bros? <laughs> Not <laughs> yet. I mean, beta a little bit. Episode. Yeah. Yeah, I've also been playing the beta, but the servers are down, right? Yeah, um, I haven't I, really I, got on it, for the last week or so. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I played uh, around at PAX, so... If what characters did you play as? I heard the PAX build is, like, way different than the beta build that's out right now. I, I played as the dude from Medieval. I can't remember his oh, name. So, uh, Sir, Sir Daniel Fortescue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, How's he's, he? uh, he's shit. Slow. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, basically... He looks slow if, if in felt, his trailer. Yeah, it's maybe I'm just not used to, to him as a character, but it felt like any time I tried to do anything, uh, anyone who uh, anyone else who was playing could beat me out with any attack ever. Mm, not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I don't think I got a single kill the whole game. I felt like garbage. Felt like I should not have been wearing a media badge. Speaking of uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, Cal, you wrote this article. This is actually quite interesting. Uh, apparently, uh, the Shadow of Colossus stage has been spotted. What is this? Is just a, a candid cell phone camera picture? Uh yeah, it sort of seems that way. So I don't know where somebody would have snapped this. Uh, maybe at PAX, but even the source that I cited, they just said they found it on Tumblr with no link. But in any case, it's a photo of the local Roco stage that appeared from like several weeks ago, and you can clearly see like a shadow, a, a Colossus trotting through the background. So it's kind of one of those hybrid stages, and Shadow is like the the counterpart part of local Roco, which is pretty and cool. So, more interestingly, yeah, that's pretty cool. Be- more interestingly, because it it basically guarantees that a shadow of the colossus character is going to be in the game i think every franchise that has appeared in like the dozens of levels we've seen has a character in the game so even more interestingly there's uh you can also see cat from gravity (laughs) i think that's pretty cool she was on my uh, she was on my top 10 list of characters that we want to see um really cool fighter so apparently crash bandicoot in playstation all-stars would never be dlc says superbot you also wrote this kyle Yep, I've been uh, tearing through these All-Stars leaks uh, this afternoon. So basically, um, some people at PAX were questioning Superbot during their panel, I guess, and brought up Crash Bandicoot, as they are likely to do. And they said that, obviously, no news to share. He's not a confirmed character yet, but they respect him enough to where they would never you know, try to squeeze dollars out of PS3 users for by making him DLC, you know, like yeah, releasing yeah. him a couple weeks after the game. So there's, good, there's a good chance that he'll be... A revealed character for the base roster, I think. There's a lot of evidence building up for that. Jeez, did anybody else expect this many characters? Like, I, I think the cast of, I think the roster of this game is actually pretty colorful by now. Like, I think it could ship like this and people will still be happy. No, I thought so too. I've like, if you look on their website, they've only got space for 20 character thumbnails, and they could change that, of course. But 20 is a decent number, and the characters they have are pretty good variety so far. I'd say. Like, I mean, there's definitely a wide range of franchises. So, do you know how many characters they have right now? Yeah, there are 20 confirmed right now. 20 confirmed. Okay, well, obviously they'll add more. I mean, Solid Snake hasn't shown up yet, and we know he's going to be there. Uh, he will. No. He will because of, uh, what's his face? The guy who plays Cole. Cole in Infamous. Uh, Eric, Eric, I can't remember his name. But uh, his Eric Twitter account. Yeah, Eric Layden. That's it. There was that. There was that leak where he said, uh, "Oh, it was great. <laughs> it was great recording with um, David Hayter and I don't remember who else. <laughs> it was him and someone else, and he puts the, he puts the hashtag Battle Royale PlayStation All Stars, and then his tweet got deleted. 
Does, doesn't he leak everything to Twitter? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty he's pretty bad about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Don's got a point. I, I'm I'm super excited to see what version of Snake they bring to the game. I think that's a pretty much a, that's a given. I'd say. So you know, what do you think, guys? Like five to ten more, maybe they could round it off at twenty five or thirty characters. Twenty four would be a good number mm-hmm. for characters, and and I don't I don't see them. You said they already have twenty. I don't see them unveiling too many more. I mean, let me guess. So Cat from Gravity Rush, and by the way, I'm I'm totally calling it right now. It's gonna be. Uh, Big Boss from Ground Zeroes, uh, Cat from Gravity Rush, Big Boss from Ground Zeroes. Then it's gonna be there's gonna be probably Wander. I don't know or Wander yeah. Colossus. I don't know. But that I was, was pulling also, for the horse. <laughs> the horse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was also on my top ten. Um, so those three in Crash would be four more, and yeah. then you you got to think they'd have some Final Fantasy representative, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Lightning, that fucking bitch. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just not into. That'd be wonderful. I don't think anyone's into it. I don't know, Tim. Aren't you? Dude, I I loved thirteen. Yeah, like so. it's kind of it's it's a weird it's a weird relationship I have with thirteen because I when I first played it it came out I hated it absolutely fuck off hated it right but I came back a year later and I absolutely loved it and then I bought thirteen two and but I kind of justified it right but this time you had PCP <laughs> and everything <laughs> was different. So Tim, nope. are you excited for Lightning Returns? Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be making uh, justifiable changes. I, I uh, volunteer it's, it's be, you to write hmm? that review when it comes out. Then I don't yeah. think okay. anyone else is excited about it. No. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Jeez, uh, not enough, not enough justifiable changes, Tim. Since it's still set in the Fabula Nova Crystallis uh, saga, I just want them to move move past that. I'm done. I'm done with Lightning. I was done when I finished that game. I put that yeah, game down. What- that's what I hate about this conversation is because I love Final Fantasy and I've loved Final yeah. Fantasy for years, but I hate that I hate 13. Like, I want to love what they're doing, but they don't make games that I like anymore. Yeah, you know, like, everybody loved FF7 or FF8, even FF9 way more than... Even FF10. I loved FF10. Yeah, FF10, 10's my favorite. Yeah, 10's my favorite as well. 10 got 10 too. Um, and, you know, nobody really liked that. But what's up with, you know, why, why are they so scared to just, you know, go back to the drawing board and just, well, maybe... Because they think they'd fail, but you know, FF13 has shipped a lot of units, but I don't, I don't think that people really want to see a third one. I, I, who, who? No, who, I don't know how it sells as much. Like, who really, who really buys it? I don't know. Like, the hardcore crowd certainly doesn't. Everybody seems to be against it. Sure, there's, you know, the Final Fantasy diehard fans, but I don't know. There's the problem. Is, 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 is it pride? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to throw this out there. I think the problem could be one of pride for Square Enix. I think everything that they've done since... Everything Squaresoft has done since merging with Enix has been below the standard of quality that I'd like to see. Like, 12 didn't gel with me. 14 was a fucking disaster. 13 was really divisive among fans. So, if anything, maybe this 13 saga is just them trying to reclaim some goodwill with fans. Like, saying, don't worry, we can make a good 13 game. Uh, don't worry, we make another good 13 game. And it's just going on and on. It's not the games we want to see. I want to see Versus 13. Hell, I don't care if they rename that game Final Fantasy 15. I just want to see the game and have them move on with the saga and put all this lightning crap behind them. I think I think the safest thing they could do for me right now is Final Fantasy Tactics 2. I think that's the safest thing. I, I'd, I'd love that. I'd froth at the mouth. Um, so, so, Joseph, what do you think is up with Square Enix? I I think it's they're they're kind of trying to do a cash in with all the art assets they made. Um, I think I I, I don't think people hate thirteen as much as they do, or I think they I think they want to see versus thirteen, uh, and that makes them 
hate regular 13 more than they should. Mm, That's probably, that probably describes how I feel pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is pretty important. Apparently, according to Keely Prahl, um, (laughs) the PlayStation Vita has been hacked. Homebrew software on the way. I don't even know if I should be saying this on the podcast as to not make as many people aware, but what is, what's up with this, (laughs) Prahl? Yeah, so what's up is, I think this broke uh, just a couple days ago and, the, the article that I reported is an interview that somebody scored with one of these hackers, and basically they found an exploit in Vita software to allow homebrew apps of their own to run. So if you guys remember back when the PSP came out, like in those first few months, like homebrew was a really big thing. Like a lot of people just bought their PSPs so they could, you know, so they could hack it and play Super Mario World and other Super Nintendo games. So that so for now, that's really all we're dealing with here. According to the hacker, his the exploit that his team developed isn't going to allow pirated Vita games to run. Like apparently, Sony's security on that is really, really good. And and it, and in any case, apparently this hacker guy is like 100% against piracy anyway. Like he, that's not his aim. He doesn't want to allow that to happen. He's just trying to open the platform because he doesn't feel that the $300 he paid for his launch system has been put to good use yet with Sony's games. So we'll see what happens. It could be just be you know Nintendo 64 emulation, Super Nintendo emulation, which would be cool but certainly not something that sony is particularly fond of now is he against 100 percent against piracy or is he 100 percent against sony coming down on his ass <laughs> <laughs> um probably more of the latter uh i don't know it'd be it would honestly i think it'd be really interesting to talk to some of these guys like one-on-one like maybe you know Obviously, like it's a hot button issue, and some of the things said could get me fired up over what they're doing. But if they have, if they actually do have honest intentions, they just want to open it up to the community and have, you know, it's the same thing with the people who got pissed when Sony took away like Linux functionality on PS3. Like I don't give a damn about that, but a lot of people really do for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really talk at length about this, but there will be a Killzone trilogy coming out uh, pretty soon, actually in October, I believe. Um, and it's going to include a, an HD version of Killzone 1, which I don't think we've got yet. No, that hasn't been on the store. So first time you can play Killzone 1 in HD, Killzone 2, and Killzone 3, and I'm guessing all DLC for the latter two games. Uh, yeah, it will. October 23rd in North America and 24th in Europe. Um, so it's going going to be, you know, $39, uh, and then whatever in Dragonland. <laughs> um, uh, there's, there's some really exciting stuff that they could do with this, but they're not going to, so. You're not, you're not, you're not down with the trilogy? Uh, I mean, I've played played two and three. Uh, I really, really love two. Uh, I mean, they're like the exciting thing they could do if they just like, hey, we're gutting multiplayer from two, but we're bringing in all the maps to three. Mm-hmm. Like that would be fantastic and something like super interesting and exciting. Um, but I, I don't think it'll do that much work to it. You know, what do you guys think about? You know, so- Sony's been really good, or depending on your views, really bad at uh, releasing these HD collections. Something I'm actually down for, uh, because if you've never played Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, uh, you know, somehow if you've never played the God of War games, or even Infamous, which which are PS3 games, uh, I think Sony's been doing a good job of filling up Blu-ray discs with, you know, just four or five, four or five games. You know, the God of War collection is uh, the three... 3P, well, two PS2, one PS3, then two PSP games, all on one disc. I think that's pretty great. But what do you guys think about that? Do you think that they should be focusing on new games instead of rehashing old games, or what? Because personally, I'm actually down with the HD treatment with trophies. That's especially for games I've never played before. Like, like I was just telling Mike in part one, uh, Silent Hill, one and so sorry, Silent Hill two and three. I cannot wait. I still haven't, but I cannot wait to get down and dirty with uh, the HD collections. So, I mean, are you guys? Are you? Do you guys back the HD collections? Do you own any? Or 
I, I think I'm sitting on like four or five on my collection. I mean, I I buy most of them. Uh, usually it's games I haven't played in forever. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're they serve a purpose. Tim, eh? uh, yeah, I, I dig them a lot. I've gone through a lot of them, especially uh, the God of War ones. Yeah. Uh, and the MGS ones. I and like games like Silent Hill and Zone of the Enders. Obviously, I haven't played them before. And but at the same time, I'm going. I'm looking at this. Ratchet and Clank one and drooling, so <laughs> I, I I can't get enough of that stuff. And if if they can bring something out and I'm willing to throw forty more dollars at them, yeah, why the hell not? And they they have plenty of developers doing PS3 games anyway. True, and also to to, to their to their uh, to their credit, it's not only Sony doing it. So like Capcom also releases Devil May Cry uh, HD Remix or whatever the hell it's called, Super Turbo. Um, and you know, you're also seeing Konami put out the Metal Gear and Zone of Enders. So I think, I think it's a good idea. I'm not, I'm not tired of them, but one can make the argument that these are coming out too often, you know? I don't know. They, they, they can seem like quick cash-ins. I don't know. Circle of Mana trademark. What is this, uh, Kyle? Uh, so Square Enix just trademarked a bunch of new names and Circle of Mana is one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you guys are familiar with the Mana RPG series, which... Mm-hmm. Let's see, PS1, PS2, there are a couple different installments. But yeah, so no news other than that the trademark was uh, published earlier this week. But it could mean that a new man RPG is coming to maybe PS3 or PS Vita. Either would be pretty sweet. So oh, yeah, that's exciting. Okay. So I think that wraps it up for news, boys. Uh, since last episode, what's the last review I talked about? Mm, I think it was Darksiders and The Amazing Spider-Man, I think. Yes, I stopped that. I, I didn't get to uh, Madden NFL 13. Has anybody played uh, Madden yet? Yep. Yeah, what do you think? Um, well, it doesn't of- matter what you think because Adam Dolge was all like, yo, Madden NFL 13 is the most realistic football game to date and offers a true-to-life <laughs> game game day presentation uh, with reworked gameplay, connected careers, and a new physics-based engine. It's worth checking out, even if you've been bored with the series lately. He likes strong new physics engine, uh, connected careers, added depth, and enhanced gameplay presentation. However, he disliked the glitchy post-play animations, uh, virtually no penalties, and some graphic hiccups. He gave that an 8.5. Do you agree, Tim? Without a doubt. Okay. On everything. On everything. One of my favorite things is after somebody gets a touchdown, they run right into the stands. (laughs) <laughs> holy shit i just saw this review now i didn't i never actually wasn't able to check it but uh we put up a really late review for test drive ferrari racing legends and uh q, q guy robert manning put this up and uh geez he slammed it he gave it a 3.5 on 10 <laughs> and uh, his summary is his summary this is, this is a, one of our more humorous reviews you know it must be fun writing these kind of reviews um his summary was ever tried driving with butter smeared all over your tires he liked the large selection of cars the varied tracks and he disliked the long loading times he said challenges are way too difficult and it's he says it feels like a last gen title um ouch so uh test drive ferrari racing legends go buy it today no touchy (laughs) no touchy (laughs) oh i had the pleasure of reviewing the walking dead episode three long road ahead and uh, we could talk about this later but uh i really enjoyed it as did you joseph right yeah, those oh, so good, so good. I gave it an eight five, I, and I said uh, even with a few minor technical issues, the long road ahead raises the bar for emotionally deep, thought provoking narrative in a video game, and may be the best episode yet. 
What I really loved about it is that it deals with mature subject matter in a way that games usually don't. The pacing is superb in this episode, even better in episode two. And the voice acting is at an all-time high for this episode simply because uh, it was so emotionally... I don't even want to... I don't want to give away too much, but just... I almost got teary-eyed in this episode. Uh, however, I dislike the glitches. Uh, they're more prevalent now than ever before. And the sound and presentation issues sometimes ruin the moment. Uh, Joseph, yeah, did you have was... any? Yeah, okay, yeah, good. I'm actually, I played it on, uh, I played these on 360. Um, and just for some contrast, there were still some sound issues. So it's not just on the PS3 or anything. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed that. Because, yeah, man, the, sometimes the audio just cut out for me. And there's a scene in the beginning where there's a big shootout. And the audio cut out at that moment. And I had to restart. And there was another time where I got stuck stuck in in the train and i just couldn't see anything my screen was just obscured by some random texture and i had it was kind of like hard lock there and i had to quit out and just if that happened more than like twice so that that's enough for me to you know knock a 0.5 off you know usually i give these uh 9.0 because they're superb and while i said this episode may be the best episode yet i still gave it an 8.5 just because these technical issues are getting worse and worse it's something telltale has to address asap imo yeah yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of questions. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. So I'm super excited to play these. I'm kind of waiting till all the episodes come out. But like, I think I told Don on Twitter the other day, like I've got a lot more experience with Telltale's Back to the Future series, and he told me that the Walking Dead series is far and away like a better game, not just because it's you know better story and whatever else, but what actually makes it a better game? Like, what are some of the mechanical improvements over like the Back to the Future the, episodes? The heavy rain. Like the heavy rain aspect of it, like every single decision you make, every conversation you have uh, impacts not only that episode, but for like future episodes. Like decisions that I made in episode one were still like reverberating in episode three, you know? Like I, I saw I saw things in episode three that probably Joseph didn't and vice versa. So that, the, the, the whole like, then you go on Twitter and start talking about what happened in your episode and, you know, your friend, another thing happened and it's that whole heavy rain feel, you know? Like, it's it's unique in that aspect and just just the writing the writing is written by uh robert kirkman right i didn't get that wrong because it is robert. uh no, no no it isn't um the the first first three episodes have been by telltale guys internally um fourth episode is going to be written by uh, a film writer named gary witta he wrote uh book of eli okay okay and then uh the fifth one i think is going back to telltale um i think they go through robert kirkman like he he reads them before like they do the they actually put it out, but no, it's not written by him. Okay, well, that sucks. But anyway, still. Uh, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, the writing is still fantastic. Uh, Joseph, would you agree that this is Telltale's best game yet? Yeah, I, I think that they really did uh, the best decision and took away most of the puzzle aspects and focused on the human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really, really an adventure game, um, but oh, it's, yeah. So, so good. good. So just so good. I, I don't like without getting into spoilers, it's just it's hard to talk about how good it is. But, but really, uh, Kyle, I, w- I wasn't kidding. That, like in my review, I said at one point, there's something you do. There's something that stuck with me. There's a one specific scene in the game that stuck with me so hard. And I, I like I said in my review, I guarantee I, I, I guarantee you, you've never done that in a video game. Not that, <laughs> you wow. know, it's just you. That's never been handled like that in a video game. I, I mean, like, yeah, I agree. It was just oh hard. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm super super excited to play these. I, um, I I don't I don't know if I I, I think playing them all at once is going to be a good idea because oh, I mean it's going to be fine because they're really good. But yeah. these kind of seem like they they are the perfect sit down and play in one sitting uh type of game. I don't know if I could I, I don't know if I would personally want to play five episodes uh 
all all through close to each other. That That's would be interesting that I might start them because I have one and two on my hard drive now when they were free for plus. And I mean, if those two hook me, I'm for sure going to buy the other three. So maybe I should start them like Kyle, tonight. Kyle, just start. <laughs> so, like, really, man, just start. Like, yeah, it's t- adventure games aren't. Yeah, they kind of like throw me off, too. So I'm, I'm never one to like go for all oh, back to the future, or Jurassic Park or anything. But um, about an hour into the Walking Dead episode one, I was like, this is my jam, this is my jam, this is my jam. And it's so good. Every time, and I'm not even kidding, every, every time an episode, well, not just because I'm reviewing it, obviously because I'm reviewing it, I play it ASAP, but um, I'm just excited for the release of these games. I'm legitimately excited when a game is coming out, when they announce the release date, and oh my god, it's tonight on PSN, and I'm like, oh fuck, I just, <laughs> I just plan my night around that. It's like, okay, I gotta give this game like two or three hours, and it's just, it's so fun. It's like, uh, I, can't, I can't wait. It's like a new episode of Breaking Bad. That's how I feel with Black Mesa coming out. But that's not a PlayStation topic. That's racist. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Transformers Fall of Cybertron. Uh, Tim, you reviewed that. Yeah, I did. Uh, you also gave that an 8.5. You said, amidst the slight collection of oddities in the fall of Cybertron, the experience gives newcomers and fans a gripping experience. You liked smooth, authentic Transformers experience, the crisp, customizable multiplayer, which I agree is awesome, mm-hmm. uh, the great inspirations for gameplay mechanics, and you disliked voice acting, initially consistent. Um, inconsistent. Wait, so, so you said the voice acting was initially inconsistent, like at the beginning of the game? Yep. Okay. It was kind of ridiculous, but... Okay, some performance hiccups and some overall delivery oddities. What did you mean by that? Well, uh, the voice acting was one of them, but it was probably the biggest one. Um, but as the game went on, uh, as the game started, you know, the voice acting was really bad, especially around Peter Cullen. Every time come up, Peter Cullen would come out in uh, in his voice, and everyone else around him would be kind of like, "Oh God, it's Peter Cullen," you know. So it, everything sounded so. Like literally, like even uh, what's his name? Uh, so for the listeners, who is Peter Cullen? He's the voice of, uh, what's, oh my god, Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Um, what, you said he was doing bad? I don't, I don't no, know. No, he was good. Everyone okay. else around him was bad. Oh. And that was initially, like, um, like Nolan North, Steve Blum, and Keith Sarabach, Bachka, can't remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Sarabachka, sounds like Sarabachka, it. Sarabachka. <laughs> uh, like, both, all three of them are really big names in voice acting and they were all around peter cullen and initially they all sounded terrible okay um but as they went along and um you know during the during the the core body of it like you know the good uh what middle six chapters uh optimus prime wasn't present for a lot of it so they had time to develop and they got better and then when optimus, once optimus prime came back around everyone kind of averaged out um but that was the first one and then as the game went along uh some map issues came out like uh um invisible walls they weren't present in the beginning of the game but as the game as the levels became more destroyed and decrepit it had more invisible walls okay invisible walls not a good thing ever no i'm never down with that um so but you still played how how often did you play that uh multiplayer a lot i played it a fair chunk uh even after i was done with my my review my, my habit usually when i do reviews is after i get done with it i experience everything i need to i set it down and I wait for my interest to come back so I don't get burned out. Um, but after I was done with my review, I picked it right back up and played multiplayer. Speaking of burnout, this blew my mind when I realized this the other day. This is total, totally derailed, non-sequitur. Uh, you guys, did you have any idea that Need for Speed Most Wanted was coming out on the Vita? Yep. 
Really? Uh, yeah, I heard that at Gamescom, but I didn't know before that. It blew my mind, and apparently it's going to be uh, it's going to be thirty frames per second, locked at thirty frames per second, and have every single feature of the PS3 version. It's going going to be the exact same game, except it won't have cross Vita, cross PS3 multiplayer, but there will be the auto log throughout all versions, which I think is just crazy. And the fact that this game is going to be on Vita, that just that's crazy. I don't know, I don't know what I want it for, PS3 or Vita anymore, because being able to play a game that I'm sure is going to be so awesome, like uh, the new Need for Speed. And the only reason I mentioned it is because Tim said burned out, and then my my <laughs> mind kind of wandered. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for that. What, what would you guys get Need for Speed? Well, first of all, would you guys get the new Need for Speed? Um, you know what, Don? You Don, you might not have to choose. EA is, I think, uh, working on establishing cross buy, or they're considering it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's how that's how I found out it was coming to Vita in the first place. We put up, uh, I think Mike put up that news story during Gamescom that they were working with Sony and considering implementing cross buy. So that would be sick. Um, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably take the Vita version because I'm not like a big Need for Speed guy to the point where I would need to have it on like my big HDTV. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly but you know not not having to choose is, is totally better so <laughs> that was great uh okay um then kairu you also reviewed the ratchet and clank collection recently you gave that an 8.5 um apparently the remarkable gameplay of ratchet and clank's first three adventures holds up great uh, in this hd package but don't expect a perfect Sorry, a pitch-perfect port. Uh, okay, I was going to ask what was wrong, but I guess I'll just say you like the tremendous gameplay that plays like a dream, despite subsequent years of refinement, the addictive leveling, and RPG elements that hook you for hours. What You're pretty much just reviewing the old-ass Ratchet & Clank games. But <laughs> a nostalgic <laughs> refresher on the history of PlayStation platforming and how far we've come since. This is true. You, However, you dislike the feeling of design laziness that crops up when high-def elements don't blend seamlessly. Online multiplayer is appreciated but totally forgettable, and where's deadlocked good point uh okay so tell me about it what do you mean uh laziness crops up when high def elements don't blend so yeah this is so this is a trilogy i love which is part of the reason why i might have noticed these things because i'm kind of a stickler for giving this collection the respect that i think it deserves but it's almost like idle minds the developer who handled the port really just didn't take the time to make things uh make sense from like a design perspective so right right off the bat i mentioned the review you go to the menu where you pick the game and the 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 entrance menu where you select the game is is adorned with the ration and clang all for one cover art like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) to me and that has nothing to do with these games so i don't know what's up with that and it just gets a little bit worse from there like you'll be playing through the game you'll notice that seemingly random cutscenes weren't upgraded to a 16-9 widescreen ratio. Like, like a lot of the Ratchet cutscenes, I think even back in the day, if you played in widescreen, like, some of the humorous commercials and stuff you'd see were still in 4.3, but then in the collection, certain ones are in widescreen and others are only in full screen. Oh, weird. So, so there's that. There's the fact that, um, like, Ratchet's, uh, Ratchet's nanotech health and his heads-up display are a little bit are like noticeably lower res than the rest of the game. Like if you're looking at his health frequently, like for whatever reason I do, you can kind of tell there's there's more jaggies up there than there should be. Um, yeah, it's just just some odd choices in that regard. Like the, the aspect ratio stuff is weird. The all for one artwork is weird. I find it weird that in the uh, if you go and look at the trophies for each game, like obviously they're sorted game by game, like all the other collections, but the trophy logo for the game itself uses the logo from the european versions which are named differently like over there it's ratchet 2 instead of ratchet going commando okay um 
Yeah, just things that, that in my mind could have easily been fixed with like an hour of coding or maybe even less, but it's just strange that, I don't know, it feels it feels lazy and I didn't like that at all because I feel like this collection is truly PlayStation history and deserves like impeccable preservation, you know what I mean? Like the God of War collection, the uh, Team Eco collection, like none of these problems existed there, so what's the problem here? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, you, you weren't you weren't that put off by it since you still gave it a glowing. No, spot. no, because the games are still fantastic, and right. like you easily forget about those problems. It's like, I mean, I jumped I jumped right into Ratchet and Clank, the original, played that for a little bit, went to Going Commando, which is my favorite, and I platinum that. Uh, played a bit of three, like the multiplayer, the first couple levels, and yeah, it's totally just as fun as it was back then. A little bit. A couple things are a little bit jarring. Like I mentioned, the original Ratchet never had strafing. The weapons didn't upgrade. You had the same amount of health all the way through. So going back to that one's a little bit harder, but Ratchet 2 and 3 still hold up really well. Yeah, Ratchet 2 is also my favorite. So Insomniac, huh? they, uh, what, didn't they say that no more Ratchet games, but yet there's a new one coming out? And <laughs> yeah. so, But that's that's PlayStation exclusive, even though now they're second party. Also, they changed their, the name of Overstrike to Fuse. I'm not uh, sure why. Sony owns the Ratchet property, so right. you'll never see that on a different console. Right, right. But I, I, you know, I think Ratchet had its run. To be honest, I, I love the Ratchet games. Um, don't get me wrong, but do I really want another one? You know, all for one, all for one kind of uh, burned me, rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. It's, it was. It's not that it's that bad, but it's not the. You know, it's not the classic traditional Ratchet experience. Um, no. I mean, I really liked um, Cracking Time. <clears throat> Sorry, I really liked Cracking Time and. Um, Kraken Time is actually my favorite, and and that's amazing to say because it trumped like the nostalgic memories I have of Going Commando, and I right. I believe Kraken Time is my favorite now. Yeah, Quest yeah, for Cra- Booty. The, the two on PS3 or the retail ones are really really fantastic. Yeah, they are. yeah, definitely. But uh, Overstrike, they haven't shown anything on that since the initial trailer, right? Since that reveal trailer, that cinematic. Yep. Well, now now that it's fused, we've got the new website and the new teaser, but no, Overstrike was, yeah, just that original trailer, and apparently it's gone a pretty big overhaul since then. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Joseph, what you been playing, man? Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. That game's average. Average? Um, yeah. Uh, isn't it bananas, though? Uh, it Less bananas than other Suda51 games, but more bananas than regular games. <laughs> okay, less bananas than uh, Shadows of the Damned. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say that. Okay, Shadows of the Damned. I I really really adore Shadows of the Damned though. Okay, I hear you. It was inter- it was really entertaining. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm oh, kind of pissed off about the, the fact that you don't get uh trophies for beat like you usually you get like the trophies for lower difficulties if yep, you beat it on a higher retarded. difficulty. Yeah, you not in Shadows of the Damned. Fuck. Ah. Uh... So I, I played through it on hard and didn't get the other ones below it. That's I, the funny, worst. Playing it on hard. <laughs> if you play yes. the game, that's a joke. That's just the yeah. worst. That's the worst thing you could do. Oh my god, I understand being like the first game to do that and like you know having the game release and being like, oh, we fucked up. But you know that that was brought up during like testing or something. Like they knew that would happen. That's clearly a des- that's by design. That's not something that just like yeah. slipped past them. That's just the worst. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, I got to play a bunch of stuff at PAX. I got to play uh, Guacamelee, which is uh, that game's gonna be great. Uh, so good. If, yeah, if you like Metroidvania style games, uh, it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, they're doing the the, the cross Vita functionality, which is really really cool. Um, yeah, so cross play, but not cross buy. Well, to our knowledge, right? Uh, actually, I didn't 
don't remember asking them about that. Um, the crossplay is pretty cool. Uh, you you pretty much play the game on the Vita. Um, you if, if it's you're doing couch, I think. Um, so you both watch the same screen, and then the Vita turns into like a a, a map of the area you're in. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so I thought that's pretty cool. It's really I don't know if there's something weird with the Vita where you can't connect it to Bluetooth and act it like a PS3 controller. Uh, but they had it connected over Wi-Fi doing all the control stuff, and there was a lot of hiccups with it just because there was so much signal everywhere from, from everyone. Right, that's right. Well, uh, that's Drinkbox Studios, Toronto-based, right? They made um, Tales from Space, Mutant Blobs Attack, and About a Blob. Um, yeah. Those games are awesome. Oh, uh, and I don't know about uh, About a Blob. I haven't played that one yet, but Mutant Blobs Attack, so good. So, so good. I'd say one of the best games you can download on the Vita. Um, it's just really, really good. Um... Other than that, man, what'd you see at PAX? Um, let's see. I got to check out um, a bunch of indie games. Crap, that's not coming for PS3, so who cares? Um, well, you know, still. I, well, I, mean, I, mean, I got I got to check out a game called Antichamber. Um, that game is, is is more bananas than anything anyone else has ever done. <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it it's kind of like it it it's portal but more the puzzles are a lot more logic based and um if if you if you don't have any good logic skills you're fucked like okay. it's, it's, a, it's really just what it comes down to um oh man i, I could do that game yeah i think there, I were, there was go ahead i can't do portal for that reason mm. <laughs> you can't do portal because are you saying that you're not smart enough to do portal i am stupid when it comes to portal <laughs> really you, you you so you haven't gotten through either portal Hmm. I need someone to hold my hand and tell me I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> really, that that surprises me, Tim. I I I see you really liking Portal. And Portal so great. No, dude, I I love Portal. Oh. I'm stupid. No, come I on. I just can't play it. If you can grasp the story of Metal Gear, if you can have that no. strong of a hold on the story of Metal Gear, then I'm I'm sorry, you could take Portal. No, I can't do the puzzles. I'm stupid. That's, that's insane. It's Tim, ridiculous. How, how often have you tried? I mean, come Dude, on. I'll, you can put some I'll honest effort into this. <laughs> I spent a good, like, three weeks. Oh, even Portal 2. I mean, they made it kind of... Not that Portal 2 was easy, but it was definitely an easier game than Portal 1, I think. I mean, they... I thought, yeah. I don't know. I thought Portal 2 had a couple janky puzzles, like some where the solution felt really contrived to me. But all told, it was pretty It was pretty doable. Oh, so good. So mm. good. Oh. Good ending. Great oh, ending. Bro. I'll follow a guide like I do with with I did with Ellie Noir. Ah, oh, lame Ellie <laughs> Noir. Wait, oh, yeah, you played man. you played Ellie Noir the first time through with a guide? Yeah, lame. No, not lame. lame. I didn't have to that that, that game was lame. No, no, yes. the game was yeah. fun. It, it's too bad that they didn't average out the story plot very well. But whatever. Oh, I loved Ellie Noir. Like I, I loved thought, it, I thought it was until so after boring. the whole uh uh the, what the hell is that the Black Dahlia stuff. So everything after that was boring as piss <laughs> well like, they started off was cool. yeah the whole thing was cool um that that entire game feels like the mexico segment from red dead and everyone oh speaking of la noir platinum um <laughs> i hate your guts i can't i can't though that's too much for me i never want to play it i never want to play la noir again it was a great time but i never <laughs> want to play it again <laughs> it was tiring dude i couldn't do more than one or two cases at a time because i just like got so caught up in thinking about what people were saying and thinking about the different case details it took me forever to beat it seriously dude follow a guide it's a lot more entertaining um, no, that doesn't make any sense. Dude, yes, it makes sense. You don't have to worry about getting it wrong. <laughs> what the hell? Do you, do you do that for sex, too? Do you just follow a guide? Yeah. 
You don't have how to. How to sex. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, hang on, hang on. Page three. Because since I platinum Delinor, I, I guess that game kind of stuck in my head. That every time I pick up something like a cup in real life or my Vita or something, I hear those <laughs> piano keystrokes. Ding, ding. ding. <laughs> that's just weird, like, dude. <laughs> okay, I made that up. I know that's weird. But um, every time something scares me, I get the exclamation point over my head. Huh? Yep. <laughs> every time. I don't. I'm not lying. People get sick of it. So uh, let's round off packs. Joseph, what else? Anything? Uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines. I gotta check out a new multiplayer mode that they were showing <laughs> off again. That was that PAX last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but it, it was a new mode. It it's kind of like inspired by Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you and the Marines have like a certain set destination to go, and it's it's four on four, and it, it was pretty cool. Um, that multiplayer, I did play it at uh, at PAX East in March, I believe, and yeah, that multiplayer is kind of brutal. Uh, so are they're all the same units in in that new mode, like the 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 giant. Uh, alien unit, the giant xenomorph. Okay, so so the, they they took out the giant one, the one that would like ram you around. Yeah. Uh, and they added like a spitter, um, so like he'll just shoot acid at you uh, from from afar. Okay. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I think I th- I think the multiplayer is really fun. I don't know how. I still don't know how single players want to go since I don't think they've let many people get their hands on it yet. Mm. Yeah, that game needs to come out one day. Yeah, I think it's slated to like February next year. But then again, like. Every game is slated to February next year. Right. Every yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of games. Yeah, it's true though. There are so many games for early 2013. It's mental. Um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, I, I got to check out the Oculus Rift. Okay. That. <laughs> oh, that's that pretty thing. sick. What, what did you What did you play with it? Uh, Doom BFG. Oh, I only God, got to play about maybe like seven to ten minutes of the game. So, uh, what the is the Oculus really Rift? Talk. Joseph. Uh, Oculus Rift is a headset. It's a, a VR um, augmented reality. No, no, not augmented. Um, it's a VR headset. Uh, basically, it's like you... It, the problem with other headsets were like the, the field, of, field of view was small um, and that it couldn't... The head tracking was really slow. Um, so, they made... Uh, a guy named Palmer Lucky made this one. Uh, I think there's some magnifying glasses in it uh, to make the field of view bigger. Uh, John Carmack, uh, head programmer, dude from id, uh, got in touch with um, some firmware developers and got new firmware developed for the the head tracking. Head programmer, dude. That it says, it says that on his business card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so like all this stuff is is really fast. Um, base. Um, to be honest with you guys, I, I put this headset on and it, it kind of forgot that I was in an office in a in, in a convention center. Um, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's really crazy. Uh, the, That's pretty so, sick. So the base concept is you look around uh, with your head and then it follows you pretty precisely in the game. Uh, you only use the right stick to make left and right turns um, and you use your head to look wherever you need to look uh, within your field of view in the game. So when you're playing yeah. Doom, does the, the targeting reticle for your weapon move only with your head? Or yeah, do so- you kind of control that as well? That's that's the weird thing. So your head isn't really your head in the game. Your head is the aiming reticle. Um, so you'll like look up and down, and then like wherever you are looking, like that's where you're aiming. <clears throat> so that that was kind of odd. But then you you get over it really really quickly. Um, pretty much just like look at the enemy and then fire. That's really all you have to, have to do. So um, it's it's really weird getting into a game and then looking straight up to like look at the ceiling and like looking straight down and then. I don't know. I had, I had a friend with me, and he told me I looked like a total mook uh, with a headset on, just like looking everywhere. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, but if if I was Sony, I would seriously be looking to support this in the the PS4. If I was Sony, I'd be just swimming in just a, a pool of just loonies. <laughs> loonies are one dollar coins from Canada, and just that. What, it, dude? It's all about the toonies. Fuck the loony. True. Uh, I'm with you on that. Fuck the loony. It's all about the toonie. Um, you guys, what happened to the one dollar coin in the states? It's seasonal, I think. It's seasonal. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like every, uh, well, I don't know what happened before. Uh, we had one in 2000, and I think we had the the uh, um, what coin was that? The the uh, the one Sacagawea coin in 2010. Yeah, it doesn't count. Well, it's <laughs> still worth it. Can you goonie. not? Yeah, I mean, can you not use it? Do you still, walk no, you up? can. <laughs> that doesn't count. That like you walk up to a 7-Eleven. I, I mean, if you walk count. up to like a, if you walk up to like a vending machine, they're not gonna be like, hey, we'll take this Sacagawea coin. They'll be like, hey, <laughs> fuck off, man. Give us some quarters. <laughs> but at the same time, there are machines that say, yes, we accept Sacagawea coins. <laughs> very in that specific. list. In that list, yes. <laughs> no, I, I I think it's just cheaper to print a bill uh, than it is to make a coin. All right, Joseph, uh, or like I like to call him F. Uh, <laughs> how does that round off packs? Uh, pretty much. I saw the cave, which is a new uh, double fine game that looks cool. Uh, kind of like an adventure game mixed with platformer e elements, but that game's still a ways off. Okay. Looks cool though. Well, looks that's cool about it. everything I, I got to see. I got to check out some panels. So, uh, Ratchet and Clank panel, which is pretty much what you'd expect. Uh, I got to see the keynote, which is just Ted Price talking about how everyone is a creator and it's easier than ever to make games, which is true. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I guess think, it is. I think that's a true statement. There's a lot of free stuff you can get out there to make games like Unity and stuff like that. True. Uh, Gearbox panel, which was cool. Everyone wait, got the wait, wait. season. Did you look into Ted Price's eyes? No, I Damn. he was the the keynote was in the main theater, and I was up at the the top row. So it's like, so it was like a legit theater where there was a bottom row, and then there was a balcony full of seats, and I ended up being in the balcony. Oh man, because if you looked into his eyes, you would have just been in limbo. That guy has the most blue, beautiful eyes. I I'm I have a little bit of a crush on Ted Price. Respect, <laughs> but not really. Uh, so. You know who I do have a crush on? Kyle. Katie! Oh, Christ. Katie! <laughs> Katie! What's up, dude? Hey, I've been I've been playing some sweet games. Uh, what was I playing? Well, I just finished my Ratchet uh, <laughs> HD review. Um, I have a crush on Melina from Mortal Kombat. I just had the... I don't know oh, why. Man. I'm so attracted to her. Well, you know, except for the whole... I'll Bitch bite you some and... braces. Yeah. <laughs> Except for that. But I just, Melina, hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Kaido, what have you yes. been playing? Um, so I finished up the Ratchet HD collection for review. Yes. And I'm playing a Little Big Planet Vita for review right now. I can't really, I don't think I'm supposed to say anything more than that, though. I'm allowed to say that I'm reviewing it, but I can't really talk about the game. <laughs> You can, um, however, say, since you've already disclosed it on Twitter, uh, you can say that you had the second level to go up, correct? 
I, I did, yes. Um, so it's really it's really crazy to like be part of this review. These you know different reviewers from different outlets who are the only ones playing the game right now. Because I can go into like the recent levels in the community section and see that like IGN's Greg Miller published the first level. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna make the second. So I did. I made the second level, and then I think uh, Destructoids Jim Sterling made the fourth level or the fifth level. There's only six in there now, but it's kind of cool. Unfortunately, it's limiting my ability to test the community aspect of the game and the review embargo comes way before the game's actual release date so a lot of reviews that people are going to be reading out there mine included aren't going to be able to go too in depth as to the power of the creation tools i mean it's it's the same stuff you have from little big planet 2 like every creation tool from 2 is you know brought over along with touch you know touch screen support so so you so people should know what the what you can make with those tools which is pretty pretty amazing stuff mm. um unfortunately yeah i can't play too much of it i think the level i made was uh maybe maybe i'm going too in depth already um yeah. okay it's so yeah um so yeah uh that, just I've been playing, a ninja and, just uh, appears above just grabs <laughs> kyle he's just gone forever yeah, um, so people people will hear more about that soon. But I'm also playing uh, Guild Wars 2 on PC right now, and that's a that's a blast. I'm I'm loving that. Is and it really worth it? oh, totally. Well, it's been I mean worth it. There's no subscription fee, so um, yeah, the initial purchase is definitely worth it. It's a really good AAA MMO, really really deep, well fleshed out world. It's 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 exciting to be part of the launch period of an MMO, which is something new to me. Like I came into World of Warcraft. Uh, three or four years after its launch in like 2004 so what a terrible time to come in yeah i know i know and and it was really hard catching up but no this is a really cool atmosphere to be part of this burgeoning community of people that are jumping into guild wars 2 for the first time and it's a really really good mmo with a lot of elements that i like that are kind of refreshing in the mmo space Mm. okay so let's talk about this more often there later on yeah definitely. yeah for sure what else can you tell me about little planet vita (laughs) <laughs> uh, I can't no, tell you did I, did I say too much? I don't think I did <laughs> Kyle, shush just, uh, You're obviously talking about Literally Planet PSP, right? You got you got the name wrong, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> There you go uh, Anything else, Kyle? Guild Wars 2? Uh, Guild Wars 2, I'm looking forward to the release of the Half-Life remake Black Mesa next week, uh, next Thursday um, I'm super, super excited for that. It's just, uh, yeah, that thing's coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's coming out eight years later. This uh, fan remake, this full production is finally coming out. They've got their official Ridiculous. soundtrack yeah. out there. Sounds incredible. I, I, uh, I hope I hope so much that, I mean, Valve does this pretty often with anyone doing kind of good stuff with their with their engine that they end up hiring the entire team. Yeah, I was there yeah. are certainly members of that team who are probably worthy of it. Like even the guy who like single-handedly did Black Mesa soundtrack. The soundtrack's incredible. Like the soundtrack is easily Valve quality. It's like that electronic post rock that the Half-Life games are known for and have that distinct sort of understated Valve sound. It's really awesome and I can't wait to play the game. Um especially after playing through Half-Life completely for the first time a few months ago and finding out that that game does not hold up very well. No. Um, no. So what exactly is Black Mesa? It's just Half-Life One uh, remade in the Source Engine. Um, to yeah, to an extent. So Valve did that themselves back in like 2005. Right. They they ported it to the Source Engine. Yeah, and, yeah. But, but you really there really aren't any changes. Like a little bit of the some of the textures were um, higher resolution, I think. But this is really like this is a fan project where they are taking 
everything in the game, I think, is an original asset that they've created. So they're really going totally back to the drawing board, remake um, the facility of Black Mesa, the entire game from the ground up, like new voices, new music, um, new levels and assets. I mean, the level design is going to be really similar because it is a remake. You know, you're going to see the same weapons. I don't think they've they haven't added like aiming down the sights or anything like radically different from the Half-Life gameplay, but it's going to be like uh, I'm trying to think of what a good like console game um, version of this would be. I, I guess if you if you think like if, if the new Tomb Raider coming out was just a retelling of the plot from the original Tomb Raider with you know all the crazy new engine and new lore and everything, I guess you could kind of you could kind of liken it to that. As far as its relationship with the original game, I mean it's oh so be people really- get raped in the new Black Mesa game. Yeah, yeah. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon gets raped, and because he doesn't have a voice, that becomes problematic. Um, oh, okay. Nobody finds up with the player, so it's probably more disturbing than The Walking Dead. I've been playing uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, the book, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> I said rape. That's the first thing that came to mind. Um, anything else, Kaido? No, that's it right now. Just waiting for that, enjoying Guild Wars 2, and reviewing a little Big Planet PSP. <laughs> um, let me let me ask everyone something before Tim gets into it. Um, is anyone did anyone uh, take a beta code for Full Frontal Assault and actually play it, or did we give those all out? I uh, have not got a beta code, and I don't know. Yeah. I was I was emailed I, uh, a beta code separately, but then I gave out the ten that was uh, that were in that email. So I played a little okay. bit of it. Um, what do you, What do you think? I it's it's got me torn. The thing is, I don't like th- what you played at PAX with that like the same sort of content as the beta was it just like the competitive multiplayer tower defense aspect yes i think i kind of think that that's all that game is okay because that that worries me like i don't i guess in the multiplayer space i think that's a really cool idea and it's a cool innovation but like and it's weird to be a like a long time ratchet fan and jump into this game and I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, like I felt so stupid needing these like tower defense tutorials to tell me run here and capture this node and then spend points on a guard unit back at your base. So I don't know. I guess part of me when when they announced Full Frontal Assault, I thought they said the the game was going back to Ratchet's roots, but I guess that's definitely not the case. It's not bad. I mean, it could be cool, but I, I guess I hope some part of the game is traditional mm-hmm. gameplay. Okay, because I know at PAX all they showed was the tower defense. They gave a they gave a single player demo. Uh, and then they gave a, a multiplayer demo, um, but that, that's what they showed us. So. Okay, and the single player demo was the same gameplay, same tower defense. Yeah, style. it was tower the tower defense style gameplay. Okay, yeah, it's um, yeah, the beta the beta I played was kind of unpolished. Like I noticed some like resolution issues and a lot of glitches. I mean, obviously, it's a beta, but yeah, I don't. So the thing is with me, tower defense is such a. It's, it's kind of worn out at this yeah. point. Yeah. I don't know. I guess for me, I've never had any experience in it. So, like, being thrown into Full Frontal Assault is maybe a good thing because it's probably an easy entryway for someone to the genre, but it's also, like, kind of overwhelming to me because I've never really gotten deep into a tower defense game before. Okay, cool. I did. I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. But I'm. I have been playing. Tim, wait. Uh, we Wait, did we do you, Tim? I mean, I know we, I know we did you, but. I mean, did you talk about what you've been playing? Oh, definitely took the last train home. I haven't talked about my games, though. <laughs> um, uh, I've, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I've been pretty limited on video, on gaming because I've had to read like 100 pages a night. But, but I, I've, I finally, uh, you know, after mountains and mountains of recommendations from Michael, I've finally been able to play Silent Hill 
The first Silent okay. Hill. Okay, so Silent Hill one on PS one. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, playing on the Vita now. Yeah, I'm okay. Playing. It sure as fuck sounds like you've been talking to Mike. Jesus Christ. What are you trying to say? You're playing a PS one game. Dude, no, dude. I I. I have no idea what changed. I don't know if it's my lack of maturity in my old age or my, I don't know, my lack of maturity in my young age. But I can't. What? I, I'm, I'm able to play it now. I couldn't. Wait, I so could are you young play. or old? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, I'm, I'm 25 by age. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it was when I was young. I could not grasp the concept of up as being the only direction to move forward no matter which way oh, my character is facing and i i can't i couldn't do it now i was able to you now i'm tangibly functional with it now functionable i can do it now so <laughs> i tim I, are I, you nervous <laughs> man you just got to take that knowledge now and try to work that into your portal uh attempts yeah tank controls important or try portal in another 10 years i don't Oh, or, God. Could you imagine or I that? need you guys to help me and laugh while Tank. I get pissed. <laughs> tank controls in Portal? Oh my god, that would just yeah, be... Yeah, that'd be terrible. Wow. Well, they're already tank, portal, tank controls in Portal because up is always forward. <clears throat> Tim, right. die. Uh, <laughs> up is always forward. Tim, die. Up is always forward. <clears throat> okay, anyway, like the, I'm, I'm guessing since I'm the last guy on this old-ass bandwagon, you guys have played Silent Hill. Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of like 20 minutes into two. That's <laughs> <laughs> no man. I've never I've never really uh, gotten into any Silent Hill games. I loaded I, the game up on my Vita. The game looks raunchy, right? Anyway, I played Silent anyway. Hill one like three years ago, or like yeah, three years ago. About uh yeah, and then and yeah, it looks it hurt, it makes your eyes bleed. But that's I don't I don't know how you guys are playing PS1 games, guys. Old is old. Leave it alone. No. Oh. Oh, no, dude, anyway, come on. Anyway, anyway, let's totally screw my story. Thanks, guys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, you want to well, talk about screwing up shit? So uh, I open up my Facebook here, and I see uh, Tim Noons, three <laughs> minutes ago, shared a fucking picture. Tim, get the fuck off Facebook. How about that? <laughs> Look at that picture. That justifies itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of Superman Looks taking like off Superman his shirt. Rapist. And a kid just crying, in a, like, face <laughs> into a pillow. Oh my god! <laughs> it's just Superman in the back of him taking off this his shit. messed up. It's and terrible. Not, it's not like that's not fan art. That's an official comic book cover. Anyways, so your story. Yeah, I, I love it. Why are you on Facebook? I know. That's anyway, awesome. I loaded up. I loaded up the Silent Hill game. Looks nasty as shit. Anyway, like it started up and it went to this alleyway. And, you know, it starts off and you know he's driving into Silent Hill, whatever, whatever. And he made me walk into between these buildings. Mm-hmm. Into between these buildings. So I'm gonna use two. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, I walked in between these buildings, and I finally got control of my character, and I started going and going. And as I go along, each little section becomes more and more bloody, more gory. Like, what the fuck? I go a little bit further, a little bit further. It gets absolutely drenched. All these fences, everything is linear and closed off. And I'm like starting to feel the ambiance, right? That thing that uh, the guy from Dragonland always talks about. And <laughs> I finally get to this this curve, and I'm almost stuck because the tank controls have me a little. And out of nowhere, these things run from the direction I came. So I have to keep going. And I'm pooping myself. And I hit this dead end. And I can't turn around fast enough. And these guys, these things eat me. And apparently that's the intro. And then he wakes up from a dream. And I'll go, what the hell? So I wake up from the dream. And I'm in this diner, I guess. I think. Yep. I don't really remember too well. I'm in this diner. Yep. And 
I'm trying pick up this gun and some other stuff that's conveniently all over the place in this diner. And <laughs> I go to the I go to the door and some stuff's on the radio, so I have to go check out the radio. On the radio, I get on the radio and some funny noise happens, and then this fuck off thingy flies in and starts raping me, and I can't shoot it, so I'm stuck there. Don't shoot it. What the hell's the matter with you? A lot. I can't kill it. I don't know what I'm doing. Leave. Run. Dude, trust me, Tim. It doesn't get easier from there. Now that you're, now that you describe this, I remember trying the Silent Hill PS1 Classic like several months ago, and you get out of the diner, and it's just foggy streets and yep. no direction. Yep. I mean, was, you don't know where to go. Every every fog that you run through turns out to just be like a fucking construction <laughs> roadblock that makes you turn around. Yep. Okay. And then and then the game just turns into uh, explore everything until you find a door that you can go through and just work your way in from there and then find something and then go back and explore everything until you can use something, uh, use that thing you found on something. It's classic survival horror, and I love it. I love it to death. Mm. Right? Mm, but like this... This this is like the callback to old games, right? Like I I'm obviously very like bonered over MGS, and I had a friend of mine play the first game. I forced him to play it before he played MGS four, right? Just gun so in his mouth, like don't I, fucking talk. Just play. It was a lot worse than that, but anyway, <laughs> I I forced him to play it, and he got through these parts. And he's like, "What the shit do I do?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's like that." Yeah. So I when I'm at a similar situation when I'm playing through Silent Hill, and I said, "Mike." WT fuck, I can't do this. And he said, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's so good. I love how old games, especially PS1 games, because when they were really changing everything to, everything to 3D and, you know, control schemes were changing. I love, I just love how much they beat the shit out of the player. Like, just like, yes. just, it's not enough. Like, we're just going to, like, seriously, like Kyle said, it gets harder from there and progressively harder. And then it gets really hard and stays really hard. And that oh, wait, sounds hot. Wait, yeah, <laughs> Anyway, so Silent Hill gets quite difficult, stays kind of difficult, and um, it's actually really good. The endings are kind of messed up, and, you know, am I the only one here who has played them or finished the first Silent Hill? Yes. Oh, jeez. Yep. All right. And, but if it's anything like the movie, I'm going to love it. Uh, no. You didn't? Did you uh, like I'm so excited for the next movie. I yeah, me you. too, actually. I, the first movie was so good. Like, it it makes me want to play the games. Like, you know, Mike was kind of like, yo, I like it, and I'm all okay. But I watched the movie, and pff, I got the same boner he had. Okay. So, I... Tim, is that all you've been playing? Uh, well, unfortunately. Okay. I have been playing... This is such a PlayStation podcast. Uh, Kyle has been playing Guild Wars. And uh, what else was it? What other PC game? I thought we got rid uh, of the Black PC Mesa. Oh, yeah, Black Mesa, Guild Wars. I've been playing uh, Counter-Strike, Global Offensive. Not Dude, on I'm playing that on PS3. What the hell's up with you? Um, It's just because I had an old clan in, in Source and, and in 1.6, and I haven't spoken to a lot of these dudes in years. And then in one day, I just get a message uh, saying we're bringing the team back, and it was just a message to all the people. I didn't even know I had them on Facebook, and it's just such a, such a good feeling, and we all started playing together, and it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, I agree. I... I almost wish I picked it up on PlayStation. I still might, but uh, it's still cross-platform, isn't it? Between PC nope. and PS3. Nope. No, they uh, oh. sometime during the development they ended that promise. <sighs> unfortunately, it would just be a whole cluster. <laughs> yeah. No, because there's a reason, Tim. It would just be a whole clusterfuck. Have you ever played Counter Strike? No. Okay, exactly. So you don't understand. It would just be a whole clusterfuck of people with a controller getting headshotted in half a second and just being like, what the fuck's going on? Well, the thing is, well, on the PS3 version supports keyboard and mouse. Yeah, so they and they can filter, filter that stuff. stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. And also, the PC version supports uh, gamepad like uh, in the menus prominently. Uh, so, 
Hello. Yeah, that's weird. Counter Strike will always be a keyboard mouse game to me. So it's it's weird to play with a controller, but it's also kind of fun because all the strategies I used in 1.6 still work because none of the maps have changed, and all these PS3 noobs are picking it up for the first time. Oh, and I'm actually I'm doing really well for the first time in my life. Oh, Counter Strike. I'd love to. I'd love to be in on that. Like just playing Dust Two and everybody just like running long A backwards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That'd be awesome. So Kyle, Lou, you're playing it on PS3, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yep. Hot. Let's do it. Are you? Do you have it? I, ha- I have it, yes. Sweet, oh, we should play wait. sometime. Oh. I'll school you. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. PSU clan, now. Okay, Don, hold on a suck. second. Wait, 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 wait. So, Tim. <laughs> so, Don. <laughs> Tim, are you saying that you're going to have time to play a co-op game with Kyle? A new game that you don't even own yet? <laughs> that you don't even own yet? And you've left me hanging for months on Resistance 3? Oh, dude, do you need a Resistance partner? I'm trying to finish my Superhuman <gasps> campaign. <gasps> Yes, that's all how I've far, ever fucking wanted. How far are you? I, I think I got to the uh, the snowy levels with my roommate a couple years oh ago. Oh my god, that's year. exactly where Tim and I got. <laughs> Holy shit. Nice. I oh sweet, I've you. been replaced. Yeah, fuck yeah, you've been replaced. In fact, Click. I don't even have I don't even have my copy of Resistance 3 right now because I lent it to a friend. But yes, I need to finish my superhuman playthrough and I need to also uh, get all the intel and such. Yep, that's that's literally all I have to do for that plot. Oh yes, Kaidu. Yes. But speaking of which, does anyone here have a high level Borderlands character and they can power level me to fifty? No, I only have two characters at fifty. Uh, yeah, I'm at like forty four <laughs> and I just need to get fifty for that platinum. Uh yeah, well, I'm, I will never help you on that platinum, sorry. But yeah, Borderlands 2 is coming out. I have a oh, character. Yeah. Kyle, I told you that I'd like to play Borderlands with you, but only uh, Claptrap's Robot Revolution. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, I'm not to that DLC yet. I probably won't ever get there, honestly, because Borderlands 2 is coming out in a couple weeks, and I'm going to pick that up with my girlfriend. So yeah, Borderlands 1 might kind of be forgotten. I already played Borderlands 2 with one of you. Not me. Not Tim. Who is it? You didn't play with yourself, did you? Well. So, Joseph, how was it? How, how was what? Okay, Joseph, great. <laughs> uh, he clearly... Joseph, you don't remember playing Borderlands 2 with me? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about Borderlands 1. I'm sorry. Um, no, Borderlands 2. Yeah, it's pretty good. He really yeah. did play with himself. Yeah, we played at PAX. It, it was fun. And uh, also... That happened as well. Yeah, well... I should have been there for that. Everyone wishes they were there for that. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, I've been playing Counter-Strike, and it's the exact same game. Uh, I'm not really sure what they've changed exactly. Uh, I know there's some new guns. Uh, some of the guns have been renamed and whatever, whatever. Um, there's some new guns. There are, like, I like that there now there's matchmaking. <clears throat> so it's not just, like, joining private and public servers. It's uh, There's matchmaking, so it'll, it'll pair you up with other... Uh, players, I don't think it does matchmaking by skill though, because sometimes I still join games that are just like just just one guy just capping everybody. But um, it's the same game in that it's the exact same game. Uh, it just feels the exact same. It sounds the exact same. It doesn't look the same, but still, you know, it's just. And that's not a necessarily a bad thing. It's neither a knock nor a praise, because Counter Strike is Counter Strike, and if you like Counter Strike, then you'll like Counter Strike, and it'll always be Counter Strike. Um, so but yeah. PSU Clan, yes. PSU Clan, yes, I'm down for that. What else have I been playing? Max Payne 3, still getting through that. That game is long, like I was saying on Twitter. Um, no, seriously, though, uh, Kyle, because Kyle was responding to some of these tweets. But um, I just got to the part where, you know, after he has, like, well, spoilers. If you Are you guys going to play Max Payne 3? I finished it. 
Okay, Joseph? Uh, I don't give a shit about that story. I am going to play it, but Ooh. I don't care. Well, it's not really a sp- too much of a spoiler, but after he has that uh, flashback to when you know he was visiting the gravesite. Yep. And then it goes back to him sans hair. Yep. Uh, I'm there, and I was like, I- I've been playing, I've been playing, and kind of the streets of Brazil are just getting completely decimated by that uh, private military. And then I'm yep. still there, and then I-, I check the trophies list, and I still haven't got it two-thirds of the way through, which just blows my mind. Uh, it's I haven't gotten the that's, trophy for That's weird through. to me. Yeah. yeah. It just seems like you should have, just because from what I remember, when the PMCs start wrecking things, like I think that's kind of near the end of the game. If maybe, not, you're really close. Maybe I missed the, whatever the third act is. No, you haven't missed it yet. You're very close. The game, it speeds up in that third section. It's really, really fast. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Because it, it was getting kind of long. It was kind of, I was like... Yep, it, it lags in that part in the middle. It's really kind of bad, but it speeds up a lot in okay. the third quarter, in the third third. Okay, yep. good. Yeah, because I just picked up uh, the girl, and we're kind of like running through some airport or something. I don't oh, know. yeah. You have a fair while now. Yeah. Okay. But it, it speeds up, I promise. Okay. Well, you promised, so. Great, great game, by the way. Like I promised you to play Resistance. Resistance. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it is a good game, man. It's it's actually really good. I love the, uh, I love the bullet time. It never gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. Every single time I have the option to slow uh, the game and, like, you know, slow down the bullet, I do it every single time. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like interrupt you for a second, like while we're still talking about the single player. Um, me, but as, son, uh, uh, as as being a literary that, wait, major, as, but as being a literature yeah, saying, major, I really dig a lot uh, of the dialogue. Tim, Tim, Tim. what you're saying? Oh, fuck you, John. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a literature major, I really dig a lot of the uh, the dialogue that he uses, and especially some of the enunciation that they highlight words throughout the story. I really dig that, but I know I've seen a lot of people like, knock on it. What do you guys think of it? You killed um, my son. I think I think the way it's presented is really really cool. Like how whenever he has those monologues, the the color contrast starts to shift a lot, and you get a lot of kind of yep. shaky cam and strange colors fill the foreground. If anything, I think that they're aiming for or like sort of a deeper representation of his internal conflict through those strange because I mean some of that stuff you see it's almost nauseating if you've never been you know accustomed to that like schizophrenic camera work and color shifts before so yeah I think over time it does sort of make you feel a lot more like Max Payne and you feel like you're in sort of this not drug induced turmoil but like this kind of hazy yeah most definitely you know just being dragged um, through these events cool this is this is definitely dabbling outside of all the gaming realms but have you guys ever experienced hemingway the writer no, experienced hemingway like, yeah experience like have you guys ever done acid hemingway <laughs> <laughs> um i'm sure i've read some hemingway in school at some point i just don't really remember uh, the old man in the sea for instance uh mm. that's usually one of the most things or um what the hell is that the uh, so playstation podcast but no, I mean, like, I'm bringing it back. Okay, like, that sort of, like, ambiance with somebody that's that's aged, past his prime, like, solid snake, right? It... Okay, so, uh, you're talking about solid snake and past his prime, yes, Tim? I don't know what the hell that was. Um, but, you know, it... It, it presents it in such a way that's all representation. It's simply saying he's old and he doesn't have a place. Like, you can see him failing. And it's... it. That's how Hemingway pre- is presented, and I... With with it being such a a literary parallel, I feel like this is where gaming 
can excel. Like it's it's not forcing anything on players. It's still giving them the kind of like robust over the top shooter experience while culturing them a little without them knowing. And that's where that's where that's where developers are doing it right. And I'm really surprised that Rockstar is doing it. Yeah, well, Rockstar has kind of pulled ahead as a narrative powerhouse in recent years, so I think it's really cool that I totally agree with you that they're kind of pioneering this new form of like seamlessly blending in this narrative push without gamers really noticing it. I mean, Max Payne 3 is one of the best game stories I've played in recent years. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't, I mean, you can't, I, I think, I think... You can't say that until it's finished, Don. You know, I think maybe... Okay, you're right, you're right. You're wait right. until that's done, but yeah. I was really impressed with some of the ways that they made you feel like you were Max's character right, and it, portrayed it, his agony through non-conventional means. Yeah, so like, I, I'm about halfway uh, halfway through it, and as far as I can tell, I think the internal like dialogue that Max Payne has with himself is really fantastic and some of the best stuff I've seen in a long time. I think the overall story so far is kind of bleh. Yeah, it, it takes a while. I... Seriously, yeah, I, Tim and I, I are probably thinking of the same point that, that Don hasn't reached yet, where it gets a little more dramatic as far as the overarching conflict. I mean, because yep. the overall, like, ha- like let's let's fit halfway through the overall conflict is still get the girl. Like that's yep. that's all it's been the whole game. Yeah, but yep. then it just like I've even passed that part. Like then it's just like, oh my god, this game's not fucking around. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. just, all right. Um, it's business. <laughs> yeah, well, this isn't. Like I said last episode, I believe that you guys probably aren't getting too much of this, but every single, you know, because you're always uh, against like Brazilian thugs and stuff like that, or talking, or you're working for Brazilian people and they speak Portuguese, right? Yep. And I just, I understand all of that. And uh, it really adds to the experience for me, honestly. Um, I think it's really cool. And, you know, like you don't get subtitles. I didn't put subtitles on. So when you have subtitles on, does it translate what they're saying? I don't. Uh, key things like everything else but not everything is translated unfortunately okay, okay. yeah i'm pretty sure it isn't but kind of for a reason okay it yeah because he because he doesn't know and he talks yeah, about exactly. that and he has to, i'm guessing he has to have the, to experience the level of ignorance that the main character has mm. and it, there was just this awesome part i don't know if you remember where after his flashback when he's thinking about the grave uh that he's got a gun pointed to his face yep and it's after that thing i just said to joseph uh and he's just like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, what don't you understand? I don't speak your fucking language. And he, <laughs> he kind of just, he sees the guy and he's like, unlike, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not as stupid as I look. And he kind of knocks him out in the head like three times. I thought that was awesome. I think Max Payne is just a, such a awesome character. Like I, he's up there, like, and he hasn't been too. That's what's super impressive about it is that who, who the hell was Max Payne before this game? You know, like it was a great game back in the day, but it was so dead and Rockstar somehow find, found a way to, uh, revitalize it and it's, it's great I, I'm, I'm having a good time i haven't played the multiplayer yet uh too much i played like one match and i just got completely decimated if uh, you would like to uh farm out the trophies for online i'll be there with you oh yeah we should do that more because like we're like three or four i don't think joseph really cares too much but we're like three trophy whores that don't work together what's up with that kyle you're a trophy whore I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a trophy. <laughs> did you um, did you hear that tone in Tim's voice? Yes, Kyle. Sure. <laughs> like, Please. No, <laughs> I mean, it was sort of like I mean I don't know. You guys earned a lot of your trophies when the feature first came out, Don. Right? Like you said, yeah. your big trophy hunting phase was pretty early on, and like yeah. I haven't really cared about them until recent months. So it's kind of a new thing for me, and. I mean, if it's a game that I really like and the trophy list seems pretty easy, I'm pretty hardcore about getting that platinum, like in the case of, you know, going Commando, my most recent one, and Sound Shapes, I did finally earn that. I got all the death mode levels. 
But uh, yeah, if it's something a little crazier, like that requires a lot of online farming or a lot of like arduous time spent, I probably won't bother. I mean, there really shouldn't be any achievements for online multiplayer to begin with. I, I agree with you. Yeah, that's yep. that's ridiculous. Like, well, at the same time, like there, it should be something. Like, I know I love how Uncharted did it. Say, play a multiplayer, play a cooperative. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's something to get people in to try it, but like something that's kind of forcing people to grind out something they don't want to do. Like, right. Ridiculous. No. Or or might not be able to do. That's the big thing, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Like a lot of people, you know still living in rural neighborhoods don't maybe don't have the high speed connection where that's possible. So right. We live in Minnesota where internet is every once in a while. Yeah, precisely. Like some <laughs> towns it just doesn't exist. <laughs> I, have uh, also been playing, uh, Mortal Kombat Vita, which again, I'll say is the best version of that game. It is tasty. I hear you. Um, it's really good. It's just, I can't even, there's nothing else I can say. It's like that Mortal Kombat game that everybody played that came out a while back. But, uh, just more of it. Just so much stuff. All the DLC in it. More modes. Uh, new, a whole brand new challenge tower. Isn't that um, thing sweet? Yeah, it's it's funny. Because the first match is you're Shao Kahn. And you're just <laughs> so ridiculously overpowered. I, I really always wanted to play a Shao Kahn, though. That freaking asshole. It feels has good. Anyone, has, has anyone emailed them about a, a Vita version of Injustice? Like, mm. has anyone asked them about that? Hmm. Uh-uh. No, uh, we, we should get on that. Talk to, uh, but talk I don't to know. He wants that kind of stuff. I, I, we, I mean, if, <sighs> injustice. What do you guys think about that? To be honest. <laughs> eh, I don't know. I, I didn't like Mortal Kombat, so I thought I'm gonna like this. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same. It's probably the exact same control scheme, right? Like I, 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 I think they said they're changing up a few things since it's not Mortal Kombat. I think like the holding back is the block now. There's not. Oh, like a thank God. Block. I know. Yeah. Thank that was, God. That was the big problem for me. I I finished that story mode and I'm doing the challenge tower. I don't block in Mortal Kombat. I just don't because you have to press the button. I'm always holding back you. though and I'm getting a beating. I'm like, what's going on? And it, it happens every time. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it's not back. It's just so annoying. Uh, holding a button for block is just local. Hey, what's yeah. your strategy for killing Shao Kahn? Uh, be the cheapest person of all time uh, with Raiden. Uh, down up, teleport, and then sweep kick. Down up, teleport, oh. sweep, kick. Down up, teleport, sweep, kick. It's just, I'm super cheap. And it took me about half an hour. But, uh, like, it's just, you have to be cheap. Because that is oh, such yeah. a bullshit fight. That <laughs> yes, is such is. a bullshit fight. It's so stupid. Like, he's like, he doesn't even get, like, stunned when you're hitting him. You know, when you do, like, an uppercut and he kind of just flashes and then smashes you with his giant cock hammer. It's just the worst. <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I'll, when, I, when you had to do it in the story mode, you didn't, get, you didn't have riding for uh, one of them. Uh, one of the, the first fight, Titan made to fight him, but I I would constantly jump over him and uppercut while he's doing that attack. Because after he does that attack, immediately after he's prone to being knocked up. Yeah, he's gonna he can get pregnant at that point. So <laughs> I hit every time and then punched him to undo it and then did it again over so, and over. So what's unfair about Mortal Kombat is they just completely like beef up the stats of some of these fighters of some of these fights. So when you're fighting Shao Kahn, um, like for the last fight, for example. You do your X-ray attack, which is like if it was Street Fighter, it'd be like your super or ultra rather. Um, so you do your X-ray, which is like your super move. You have to build up like three bars, and then you, if you land it, and you see it does that whole animation where Raiden's just uh, Raiden's just like fucking him up, and then it says like the cool thing about Mortal Kombat is that actually what I actually like about it is when you do combos, it also gives you a percentage saying how much damage you've actually done. And it's like 13% to get Shao Kahn, okay? <laughs> which is ridiculous. But then he, if he lands his on you, 
It's like 54%. It's like 54% of your life bar. It's so disgusting. Yep. It's gross. It's gross. Super gross. Super Street Fighter. Okay, so uh, has anybody else been playing anything? Talk, speak now or forever hold your peace. No. Negative. Nothing. I kind of went back to Skyrim for a couple hours. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, we don't what talk about time. Skyrim. Yeah, we don't yeah, talk Skyrim's about Skyrim. Skyrim's a fucking disgrace. No, so you know what? Leave you know what? Before this, I was to- I'm totally I was totally down to talk about Skyrim. But now, you know what? I had this huge argument with my friend yesterday. I'm done with you, Bethesda. You yep. just I Yeah, I, I I have pretty much decided that I'm never going to buy a first-hand Bethesda Game Studios release ever. Okay, again. I'm saying that right now, but as soon as Fallout 4, 4 comes out, I'll fucking No, like, I won't still. fucking care. Like, I'll buy the used copy from GameStop. No. Brand new. Yeah, I'll pay $55 for it, but I'm not giving Bethesda... Specifically, the development studio, it, they're a fucking disgrace right now, and their track record on... And I was just discussing this with my girlfriend the other day, and we were talking about how you know, a couple of years ago... Alright, let's get it this way. Bethesda is one of the biggest developers, the most profitable developers in the world, and they've developed games for PS3 before. Fallout 3, Oblivion, Fallout New Vegas. Well, not New Vegas, that was Obsidian, but they know the problem, right? They know that the split memory architecture exists, and yet they went ahead with making this new, brand new engine for Skyrim that doesn't give a shit, you know? Two years ago, there's no way in hell in development of Skyrim they wouldn't have known this was coming, and they went ahead with it anyway. And that's fucking disgraceful. Uh, the right? worst part, the worst part, of, part about all of this, that. what actually irks me, is that they said that Xbox 360 owners would be getting the DLC first, and now it's not even a DLC first thing, it's Xbox 360 owners are getting the DLC, period. Yeah, that's another matter entirely. That's the I mean, worst. the statement they released on their forums might have been the most pathetic public, like the public statement from a company I've ever yeah, read. I mean, sure. just we're not positive we can make this work. So, nope. Uh, is that a train? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like I said, like I said, Podunk, Minnesota. <laughs> All right, that's great. That's, uh, that's awesome. I, dude. I, I think I think you give I think you give Bethesda a, a fair shake at the next generation of consoles. Maybe the Sony one will be easier to develop for. But yeah, I I understand your sentiment with this cycle yeah. at least. And that's a or good maybe, point. If they, if they prove me wrong, I'll like if they you know and 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 like again, it's only Bethesda Game Studios. Like I'm super pumped for Dishonored. They're only oh pumped. yeah. Oh. Like those there's plenty of games that I'm excited for. But let's say like. Let's say Fallout 4 is their next big open world release by Bethesda Game Studios. Like, I will wait. I'll buy it secondhand first. And if it turns out that, holy crap, they took full advantage of PS4 architecture or, you know, whatever console it comes to, they made it work. It plays awesome. There's no there's no signs of, like, literal negligence there. Then they've proved me wrong. And in the future, I might come back to them. But for now, it's just I'm disgusted, honestly. We could always recommend to them that Kojima Productions know how to make, knows how to make a good engine and tell them to use it. <laughs> yeah, apparently Fox Engine is just uh, God's gift to man or Kojima's oh. gift to man. <laughs> God, Kojima. Demi Kojima. I mean, bo- yeah. Both of the same, right? Is, same that, band, right? is that train doubling back? <laughs> I hear it coming back. Anyway, uh, guys. You know, trains in- are more than one car, right? I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, He's never seen a train in his life. <laughs> Does Canada not have transportation? Like, I mean, I, I saw that train, and there was that, there was that summon in Final Fantasy VIII, but other than that, I, mean, I, I don't really have an idea. But, uh, so, guys, in the first part, I didn't even need to tell you, tell you this, I forgot, but Alfonso actually sent us an email uh, reminding us of something great. 
I love that. I won't read the email again, but he reminded us that uh, the last episode came out on, I think, the 20, episode 26 came out on in August. I think it was maybe August 22nd, uh, maybe August 21st. But anyway, he reminded us that it was, it's the one-year anniversary of Podcast Derailed on August 22nd. And that passed. And, and yeah, it's already been one year. And he said that um, he said that we should have had like you know an anniversary episode, or we sh- should have an anniversary episode with Adam, uh, Matt, and Mike, uh, <laughs> which would be hilarious because I have no idea where Matt is in life. Matt Rasp, our Australian editor. Um, right. That that was the that was how podcast derailed first started getting racist. Was <laughs> you had like you had a Canadian guy with an American guy, an Australian guy, and a European guy, and it was just so racist. It was awesome. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and we're thinking think, about it. Yeah, you and can get kid. a hold of Rasp on Twitter at least. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's on Twitter's the Twitters. He's he's always there doing something with his PC. I wonder if he has a PS3 yet. <laughs> Actually, he yeah. plays Killzone. Oh, okay, he plays Killzone. Yeah. Okay. So Kyle, I hope you realize you're taking on. Uh, you're taking on his PC facade, so if you keep talking about PC games, we're going to start making fun of you. Yeah, you fucking... Uh, I don't you'll have that. to talk like this, boy. You oh, keep... maybe you should all just play Guild Wars, and we'll join a guild together, and it'll be a grand old time. I was thinking about it, but then I thought about how much I like having sex, and then so I didn't stop. That hasn't proven to be a problem for me yet. <laughs> wow. Um, and then we've also received an email. This one comes from Fillion. He says, in Podcast Derailed, episode 26, and this is uh, aimed at you, Kaidu. He says, in Podcast Derailed episode 26, you, s- 26, you said that the Vita version of LVP was developed by Media Molecule, though actually it is being developed by Tarsier Studios and Double Eleven, and Media Molecule is only consulting. It looks like an amazing game and is one of my most anticipated games uh, of the year, having spent time with the beta. Uh, this is more than a game. It's a development kit slash free app for the Vita. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the community makes, and I'm sure this will be the system seller the Vita quote-unquote needs. Uh, keep up the great work, John Fillion. Yep, he's he's totally right about that. It is a uh, it is Tarsier Studios, which is a Swedish development studio, and some technical work by Double Eleven. And yeah, I guess Media Molecule will just be doing like the kind of typical consulting work that the original developers would provide for a franchise like this. So, yep, that's right. Um, can't comment on the rest of what he said. Yep, uh, because you're playing the PSP version. Uh, a few more, a few more. Um comments and questions from alfonso he says podcast 26 was fucking awesome great hearing <laughs> great hearing from rob don mike and first time kaidu uh and then if you remember last time we we spoke about i i i said uh, he had that question and that that he asked about if you had to pick one weapon one ability and one skill from the playstation all-stars characters i don't know if you remember that and i said that you know he's he's come up with better questions and he says uh don sorry for the bad question we'll do better next time and sorry you was disappointed in mod nation for vita i was too the only reason i got it was because how raven hype mod nation was for ps3 well that's the reason i got it too alfonso so we both got fucked um <laughs> and then brett johnson sends us an email well i'll just yeah, okay. Brett Johnson sends us an email, a long one at that, uh, and I'll get, I'll get into this. I'll just read what's important. He says, finally, PSU's podcast is back to fill my gaming void. Fuck yeah! He says, <laughs> says glad, glad you guys aren't dead. Whew. And he says, welcome to the podcast, Kyle. Cool addition to the crew. Now down to business. I don't own a Vita yet, but I am more interested in Tearaway than LBP because I've played LBP on my PS3 and it was really fun to me. But in all respect, it's a game that it's a game for gamers that are into building levels, but it's just not for me. 
Uh, I agree with what you said, Don. I think Tearaway will bring a new genre to the Vita, utilizing its unique features and do something new. But honestly, what is really going to be my uh, system seller for Vita is Killzone Mercenary. One, two, three, four, five, six ex- exclamation marks. Killzone Mercenary. Killzone 3 Platinum is still the most fun I had. Um, by the way, congratulations, Brett. It's still the most fun I've had on uh, FPS thus far on my PS3. And if the Vita version is anything close to that experience, I am fucking sold. Oh, and yeah. so is that girl in the background. Now, no, that was my I, cat. I'm sorry. I have to touch base on this stupid clear throat. <clears throat> fuck Dead Space 3. And fuck EA and Visceral for killing one of our last survival horror games. You guys made my shit list right next to Capcom. <laughs> That's a lot of exclamation marks in that sentence, by the way. Uh, I was so sad when I read the news about Dead Space having co-op. I knew right when I lost another franchise. Fucking sellouts. Now, Mike and Don... <laughs> All we have left is Silent Hill. Damn straight, Brett. Uh, let's just hope that doesn't go down with a shitter too, along with the rest of our favorite survival horror games. It's sad for us survival horror fans. I really hope someone will make a new survival horror IP. Uh, and that's my two cents on that. To end on a more positive note, I have my pre-order for God of War Ascension Collector's Edition on Amazon. And can't wait to get my god-killing hands on it. Look forward to the next podcast. Great listen as always. Enjoy this one. Later, guys. Musician, gamer, Brett. I'm going to be honest, Don, I thought those Dead Space 3 thoughts were your own. I didn't know you were still reading his email. Oh, sorry yeah, about that. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just because he said clear throat. Um, that fuck Dead Space 3. I was kind of just acting as him. But yeah, he's he's not with, he's not down with the Dead Space 3s. And in, in the first part of the podcast, you heard Mike and I uh, talking about my interview that I had with uh, John, the associate producer on the game, about um, about the weapon crafting system. It's a feature that is yet to go up on the site. Uh, look for it maybe Monday or Tuesday. Um Dead Space 3, ish, you know, we can't say yet, Brett. Um, the weapon crafting system, though, let me, let, me, let me tell you. Again, I'll say it again. It's awesome. It's just super great. It's probably the best thing they're doing to that uh, franchise yet that I've seen in Dead Space 3. You know, the co-op is great and everything. I just don't really want it. Um, I'll probably still play it the first time through alone. But as for Silent Hill... Uh, it'd, be, it'd be shitty if they really messed up Silent Hill. But haven't they been messing up Silent Hill games? Like, Silent Hill games haven't been all that for a while. Um, definitely not like they used to be. And as for God of War Ascension, yeah, I'm down with God of War Ascension. How about you guys? Yep, got the collector's edition pre-ordered already. Nice. Um, you know, if if you guys don't mind, I would like to talk. I mean, the last two emails I brought wait, up. Uh, wait, Tim, one Tim, thing sorry, sorry. What what's in the collector's edition of Ascension? I don't know. You don't know, but you pre-ordered it. Yes, it says <laughs> God of War Ascension Collector's Edition, and I pre-ordered it. I hope it has Anthrax in it. Actually, no, it has a it has a. a Kratos statue. That's why I did it. Awesome. I'm such a sucker for those. Yep, I hear you. It'll be right next to my Cole, and my Drake. sniper, and my Drake. Uh, I'm not down with the sniper. I gave that to my nephew. You son of a bitch. It's just not cool. Dude, he's half cloaked. Did, you, half get the, cloaked. did you get the big one? He, the big one? The big one with the, the uh, Hellgast helmet? Yeah, yeah. You, how do you hate that? I, I just, I'm not, first of all, I'm not that big of a Killzone fan. You want to know what statues I've got up? I've got my, uh, I've got Isaac from Dead Space 2. I've got Kratos in his god armor. I've got, uh, yeah, okay, yes, I'm a giant nerd. But, uh, they're, 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 they're done, they're done stylish enough that I don't look like a total douche when someone comes over. Uh, you said you like sex. I mean, <laughs> you are, man, I, I mean, I have a Duke Nukem bust, if that helps anyone. Oh, man, that, that's, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> kill someone with that thing. <laughs> I've got Cole, Nathan Drake, and I've got Nariko now. Um, Ooh. Well, yeah, she's got huge sword and giant yeah, that's hair. How'd you get that? Well, because, you know, I uh, kind of did some stuff with Jack Trenton, you know, a little bit of... No, I mean, I bought it off him. What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, 
Seriously, I want one. How did you, where did you get it? Toys R Us, $6. Hot! I'm doing yep. it. In Burlington, Vermont. Son of a bitch. Don't ask me why I was there. Why were uh, you there? God damn it. <laughs> okay, um, I want to bring up something, because the last two emails have mentioned something, something about them. Um, like, uh, the resist, uh, Bernie Skies on the Vita was made by Nihilistic Games, and the Killzone Mercenary game is being made by the same company. And no, with, it's, that's uh, mean that my girl... No, that's, no yeah, it's still not. Nihilistic Games. No, it's not. Are you no, thinking of Call of Duty? Yeah, you're thinking yeah, of Call, Call of Duty, buddy. That's right. That's why that's why Killzone's going to be good. Yeah, anyway, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like we have these, these these three really big franchises. You know, two of them obviously prone to PlayStation. Like, why are they not being handled like Mercenary is, like by the core company? Um, because those companies could be busy on other projects. That's what I would assume. I, yeah, I think Treyarch is like re- Treyarch is a huge studio, but I really think everyone is balls down trying to get uh, Black Ops Two done. Yeah, totally. yeah, and in the case of uh, of Resistance, I mean Insomniac, um, they must be. Well, they're Not, they're working on Full Frontal Assault and Fuse. Strike, yeah, Fuse, totally. Fuse, yeah. So, and uh, don't forget Outer Knots, that Facebook game. You play it? No, I, I don't. But I mean, apparently it's kind of popular, isn't it? Like it's from it's kind of like Pokemon. It's, yeah, it's Pokemon, but in on in space and on Facebook, so. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, my bad. Uh, Fonz, Fonz actually had another question that I just kind of skipped over by accident. Uh, he says it's finally happening. PS One uh, titles are heading to the Vita. What titles are you guys looking forward to playing on the Vita? I already know Mike is dying to play Resident Evil Two. Uh, hmm, what PS One game would I play today, Fonz? You know what? I'd probably I'm thinking of doing Metal Gear all over again. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of doing Metal Gear 1, 2, 3, and then 4, uh, getting ready for Ground Zeroes. And so I'll probably play MGS1 on the Vita soon. What about you guys? Uh, I think I'll probably do Symphony of the Night. Ooh, good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, like, I would probably just play more of the PS1 classics that I already love and play, like, every other year, like the Spyros and the Crash Bandicoots and stuff. But I might actually take the opportunity to, like, finally go through and finish Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 9. <laughs> no, you know, I, I put 7 on my Vita, and I, I, I loaded it up again, because I've tried to play that thing a thousand times, and I just can't. Holy shit, who, am, who the fuck am I on the podcast with right now? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I can't play that game. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, the farthest I, I can get is... The first disc like is like the zone where you're like meet Yuffie for the first time. No, no, no. I think well, I don't know. Like the first time you end up in Yuffie's like 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 Japanese stereotype village, and like you kind of get stuck because she takes all your materia, then you have to find her. Like I've never gotten past that. What a bitch. I get <laughs> yeah, to the no. part with I get to the part with Red Thirteen, and then the narrative like extends itself across the universe, and I stop caring. Ah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's not personal anymore. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's that's an interesting um, part, but No, dude. They that whole thing um says, <laughs> What? <clears throat> dull. I might it's not dull. Jesus, cuz I played this when <laughs> that game wasn't dull. Of course it aged terribly oh, now. But it wasn't dull. Oh yeah. Well, of course it now aged. That you <laughs> pretty bad. Hironobu Sakaguchi. Wasn't that the uh the director? No, am yeah. I wrong? He was he directed all of them up through 10, I think. Okay. His mom had died, okay, during well, during the development cycle of uh, FF7, like right at the beginning. And Eris, that whole that whole de- oh spoilers, I guess. So, so Sephiroth killed his mom. No, that's a terrible thing to say. But his whole the whole idea behind that game and that whole life stream thing is it's like that he wanted to believe that death wasn't the end. That after death, 
um, people, you know, they kind of go back into the earth and there's this whole live stream. And that's deep, man. That's, you know, for a Final Fantasy game, what the fuck is 13 doing that's better than anything FF said, FF7 did? Yeah, no Tell kidding. me, Tim. Huh? Fuck that. Fuck that. What's 13 doing that's, but, you know, how is 13 not dull? It, character development? Tsukamikatsu. No. That was, that was Italian for <laughs> Let's Play Vita. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, so, Tim, character development in 13 works out for you, but wouldn't Lightning be like the weakest main character of any recent Final Fantasy game, uh, despite the fact that she is a cool character? Every character in that game. Uh, well, Bill, Saz, Snow. I, I, I think oh. the only cool character in that game is the Chocobo in Saz's hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's right. He's right. That is the best part of that game, is that there was a chocobo in his hair. But every other character, I couldn't. I was so happy when they... Wait, spoilers. Has anybody here not finished 13? I haven't, but I don't I, care. I don't think anyone cares at this point. So they all kind of died at the end or whatever, and I was so happy when that happened. Or they all got crystallized or whatever bullshit. Um, anyway, fuck 13. And I, I, I think the, the beginning of 13 trying to introduce... Tried to introduce too much... Uh, in terms of background at one time, kind of fucked people over a lot, confused yeah, them. It, yeah, it was not a good ending. Like, I mean, even for somebody like, whether you love or hate the game, I think we can all objectively agree it wasn't a very well-told story, at least in the beginning. Also, the boss fight sucked. Ugh, hmm? boss fight sucked. At the end of 13? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, man, I gotta tell you. Okay, um, wait, first answer the question. What game are you going to play on PS1 on your Vita? Well, obviously, PS1. Silent Hill. I'm going to play through the Resident Evil titles because I've never played them. Jesus. Right? God, I suck. I never played the original Resident <laughs> Evil game. Did anyone here play co- the HD re-releases on PS3? Like, yes. is Code Veronica any good? Yes. Like, does it... Okay, cool. Like, four I played... Good, yeah. I played four I play... on it. Yeah, I played four HD. It's pretty good. So, right Joseph, on. you said you, you've played it before, Code Veronica? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember loving it way okay. back. Then yeah. it is good. Because if you've okay. never played it before, then it's not good. <laughs> then you're going to go into that and you're going to be like, holy shit. But as long as you remember that hokey-ass story between, uh, you know, that brother and sister that kind of, like, loved murdering insects or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, there's a hokey story. The voice acting is god-awful. But if you liked it in the past, you'll like it again. It's the best way. I mean, because what was it? That, that uh, kid that, that uh, she finds is clearly Steve. Canadian. Steve, what are you talking about? He, hey, he just has the worst accent ever. No, he's not Canadian. He's clearly retarded. <laughs> so sorry sorry I, just, so... I hate that character so much Steve is the worst so he's um, no so that was uh, emails <laughs> by the way guys if you want to email us anything questions comments if you have any comments or any questions or questions or comments in that order or reversible like questions or comments or comments or questions, comments you, or questions. Can, you can send an email one of those you know virtual you know digital mail things to podcast.psu.com that's p Oh, the cast at PSU.com. Uh, like Kyle Prawl did. He said, hey, guys, big fan of the show. First, a longtime listener, first time writer. I just wanted to say that I'm going to kill myself tonight because <laughs> I have never finished FF7. Um, Kyle, what's up with that? Am I not? Aren't there like three people in this conversation that haven't finished FF7? Yeah, but you specifically sent me that email. No, I've tried, dude. Like, believe me, I've tried, and I actually really like how the story picks up, but it's one of those things where I just get distracted because something about it loses my interest right around the middle point. I understand. It's too late. You guys missed the boat, but it's whatever. It's not your fault. You probably played a lot of kick-ass games back in the day anyway. I actually actually prefer the battle system of 8 over 7, so. Okay. I prefer prefer 9. 9 was Mm. sick. Mm. Mm. I I, I just really like 10. 
Sorry, yeah, ten's ten was really good. No, ten, ten's fantastic. By the way, we haven't heard jack shit oh, yeah. about no the sh- HD remake. Yeah, yeah no shit. What's up off. with that? Yeah. I've, God, I was so excited when that came. That was, T- that was TGS last water. year, right? Yep. Do you really, Joseph? I, it's how really good, it? man. Yeah, but how, how? first of all, how hard could it be? Are you telling me that like a team of 20 guys can't handle that you know, port or whatever? And it's uh, just... <laughs> What? What? You know the crazy thing is, I would I, if it were any other developer, I would actually, you know, I'd be thinking the same thing. Like, why haven't we heard anything? But it's fucking Square, and this is not unusual for them. Even it's for something as seemingly simple as yeah, I know. Well, even as something as simple as this is just, it's ridiculous. I don't know what their problem is. Yo, what's your problem, man? Just like come, come at, at me, bro. Uh, that's it. I'm just I'm gonna email Square people at uh, the end of this. See if they have any comment on it. Square people. I would love you. Email uh, email Nomura and ask him where Versus Thirteen is. <laughs> and then have because because he never because he never gets asked that. If it's anything like Kojima, you have to do it in Japanese. And then have them listen to this episode of Derailed so that they never contact us ever again. Is <laughs> 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 uh, is that it, guys? Do you guys have anything you want to add to this episode? Um, I, I totally actually saw Dead Island Riptide at PAX. Uh, that game looks like Dead Island plus Tower Defense. Okay, I was about to buy... Plus Tower Defense, what the hell? I was about to buy uh, Dead Island yesterday at Best Buy. The Game of the Year edition was 20 bucks, And I was like, hmm, yeah, I think I'll do that. But then I realized I don't want to do it without a partner. Um, I yeah, um, that, ga- that game's uh, really similar to Borderlands and, and the, the way that if you don't have people to play with, it's kind of not super awesome. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So anybody want to play uh, Dead Island? I want to pl- I want to platinum it. I never want to play it afterwards, but I want to platinum it. <laughs> okay, well, how about this? I'm putting a call out. Um, if any podcast derailed listener, PlayStation derailed listener, would like to play the Borderlands expansion pack, uh, Clap Chops Robot Revolution with me, uh, or if you'd like to play Dead Island with me, uh, then send an email to podcast.psu.com. Or if uh, you'd like... I- Sorry? No, I was going to say, uh, also uh, to PS uh, Podcast Derail listeners, uh, if you're a PS Plus member, you can get Borderlands for free right now, and you can get all the DLC, I think, for $15. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ten. yeah. Okay, 10 bucks, and that's, that's four expansions. It's totally worth it. Oh, yeah, it really is, man. That's You're, you're paying $10 for just so much time. So much time. It was, what a great time investment that is. But um, with that, I guess it's a good place to end the episode. Uh, Tim, Noons, thank you very much for joining us. It's been great. It's been a while. Uh, kept you waiting, oh. huh? I did. <laughs> Joseph Fate, thanks a lot, man. Always great to have you on. You should be on more, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I, mean, I I think I think that if we get Dragon Man in here, we've got a pretty good cast of people. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because without without uh without everyone else here, it's kind of just Don and uh, Dragon Man talking to each other the whole time. True. Yeah, more people get uh, more conversation going. Good stuff. Love it. Yeah, man. Great, Kyle. Always always awesome to have you on. It's it's what your second episode. Yep, I uh, love it. I love getting on this. We need to do these more often. What's the deal? Every week, right? Uh, it should be every week. Last week was uh, kind of tough for me. I really couldn't. I had a birthday, uh, like pretty much for the three days straight. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But uh, last week was an anomaly. I know I always say that, but it should be a weekly schedule, almost pretty much every Friday. But yeah, totally. I'm uh, I'm glad to be on it. So good. It's fun. Well, uh, then, listeners, make sure if you'd like if you like this episode or if you like this podcast in general, make sure to tell your friends about us. Uh, literally, like right now, run to your mom or run to your dad. Call your dad. Uh, I hope you don't have to run to your mom. But uh, call your dad, call your dog, call your sister and tell them to tell all their friends and tell your friends to tell their friends and then they'll tell two friends. Um, but then we're just also, really running a pyramid scheme here. Yeah, and then give us money. <laughs> and then also uh, hit us up on iTunes. You can find our iTunes link in uh, the uh, podcast derail 
post on PSU, uh, dear old post. Um, so rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us, please, please. And then uh, also make sure to follow us on Twitter at PSU.com, P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. And then we also have a Facebook page, PSU uh, PlayStation Universe. Make sure to like us there. We run a lot of contests. Some are exclusive to Twitter. Some are exclusive to the Facebook page. And some are exclusive to the forums. Make sure to, uh, if you want to meet up with other hardcore PlayStation fans, just jump in our forums. It could be kind of hectic. It could be kind of daunting at first. But it's a great place. There's a lot of great people there. Uh, it's actually where a lot of our writers came from. So... Make sure to check that out. Uh, so, yeah, you can also follow us, the writers, at uh, on Twitter. I'm at Don Other, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. You can follow Joseph. Joseph, handle this. Uh, at Aces High 291 Yep. And then Uh At Payback Prawl, uh, P-R-A-H-L. And that's it. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and Tim. Uh, um, I'm at my official Twitter page at F-U-C-K-D-O-N. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, B- it's Boss Snake, one word, three S's boss snake and with that i bid you all farewell that's been episode 27 how about everybody says goodbye at the same time you ready three two one